0: All right, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day for those of you doing anything like that. uh, I don't know what that means. I'm probably already in the (laughs) doghouse. No, I think I said I I ordered not a bowling ball for my honey, uh, like a a dragon figure. It's the year of dragons. She likes dragons. All right. It'll be pretty. Anyway, happy Valentine's Day. The 24th. No, it's the 14th. It's the 24th year after year 2000. Dude, am I a bit dizzy today? Yeah, I had a 24 hour trip to Branson, Missouri and beyond. And was hanging out uh, with, at Jim Baker Ministries down there at Blue Eye, uh, Missouri. It was great. We'll talk about that in a minute as well when we come back. But uh, we've got uh, bizarre happening. I I should say bizarre, but those of you in New York, are you used to it already? They want to make minors of any age to be able to consent to any medical intervention without parental consent. Crazy stuff. We're going to check in on Canada. Canada. Uh, we've got a guest, Ken Drysdale, first time I believe on the Robert Cobb Bell Show from Citizen, um, so NationalCitizenInquiry.ca. Uh, what was what went wrong up in Canada regarding COVID response? And I'll actually talk about what went wrong in America, even under Trump. Yeah, I said that. Uh, also, uh, let's see, Alaska, uh, Alaska pox, Alaska pox. Okay, we'll go there. Probably going to blame cats. <laughs> And, uh, oh, we got so much more to talk. Oh, the homie about the kid of the day is golden. Let me just give you that. hint. it is golden today. You're going to love it. So stick around. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on robertscottbell.com slash listen. I'll figure out where I am, and we'll get this party started right about now.
1: The Robert Scott The Bell Robert Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. the voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Well, you ever have a
0: 24-hour period of time or less that's you did so much, it's condensed so intensely that you're not sure if that really happened or if it was a dream? It's like, how the heck did that happen? Flew out uh, Monday after the show and uh, did a show over at Jim Baker Ministries below Branson, south, south of Branson, Missouri. Came back and like, it was a whirlwind kind of crazy and i'm like i'm here i'm like am i really here is it is this just a dream <laughs> anyway welcome everybody to the valentine's day edition of the robert scabell show typical of me the guy that doesn't do hallmark greeting card holidays all that well uh <laughs> I, I we're gonna have to figure out something or else I, I could be in trouble later after the show uh anyway i'm glad to be back glad to be on the air i think we are and super don is here making it sound so good and uh apparently he's got some family things going on in a good way uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's telling me his son is like shadow, not banning him, but shadowing him. Right. Cause I hear of shadow. I hear shadow ban. It's like, your son's not shadow banning us. <laughs> he's shadowing no, no. to figure out, you know, how he can help out and do some of the things. No, you're No, doing. There
2: is, there probably is some shadow banning going on, but it's you not think? within yeah. my own family. Oh no, <laughs> I am not. No, I'm not cousin. Yeah. You know, uh, Zuckerberg is not my cousin. Okay. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I there 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 once was a dream. Uh <laughs> a much dream, like yeah. much like Sanford and Son. Uh perhaps maybe Naylor's son might be a thing. Well, um, dude, if over. he
0: has uh, a fraction of your talent to produce <laughs> and do the things you do, he's going to be golden too.
2: We're working on it.
0: Yeah. I'm just like, you know, looking up to you, my brother, to say, wow, what an amazing talent that you have developed in your lifetime since we've been together. And you're so in demand. I'm like, you're having to take, you know, a baseball bat or something to go, Hey, enough. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do more. So that's probably why was yeah. happening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So jet lag.
0: Well, it, it's kind of a jet confusion. Uh, I'm just like, it was so quick, like out back and a lot was, Done in that time frame, uh, and plus, you know, it was it was really great. I know it really happened because uh, we had a, a family visit, you know, and like an, a mini RSB show family reunion uh, at the Jim Baker Ministries place in Blue Eye, Missouri, because Leslie came with five of of her six daughters and joined the, in the studio to watch what was going on, which was really
2: cool. Oh, let's let's take a look at some pictures here. You got so some we, good can, pictures we can from prove that? that it actually happened.
0: Yes. There's the They're the uh, hosts of the show when Jim and Lori are not there. Uh, there's Mondo at the end there, and we're going to get him on the show. He's got a book coming out. Uh, it's amazing. So that's coming up. And there's uh, Keith Clearwater and Lisa Hill. Keith, of course, is a PGA champion twice and uh he's a big pro- proponent of using cardio miracle
2: as an athlete Dude, i can't get over what that set looks like i mean it's like a little town it's amazing it yeah. reminds me like when you go to disneyland you know and you go into those sections and it's like a town with stores and- it
0: totally is yeah
2: that's what it looks like
0: it's really cool And there's lisa of course you you uh replayed a broadcast where uh she was uh doing special deals on the Silverite pillowcase pillowcases Which-
2: if you yeah. recall, when she yeah. was on the show, she said that that special would stay as, as long a special first. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I think it's RSB2. Yes. You get, you get two of the Silverite pillowcases for 99 bucks, which is like 50 bucks off.
0: Yeah, which is something you can put around any pillowcase. Like if you're traveling to hotels, that's right. Uh, you can protect yourself. And we talked about that. You can wear it out. over
2: your head and protect yourself that way, too.
0: That's true. You can put it on the airline seat behind you, whatever. And <laughs> it's amazing. And you know what was kind of cool? Um, you know, we did a little mini thing about that when we were there, recorded something. And uh a- a- after it, when I think it was the youngest daughter of Leslie. And she's like teary-eyed. She's like, and I apologize because it was such a whirlwind uh there, just remembering all these details. And she's like, Oh, because I was talking about how it helped me like at night with the sinuses, like I would normally have congestion right. because the pillow, you know, what grows on and in pillows, you don't even want to know. And then I switched over to the Silverite pillow and I was like Oh my gosh! I can breathe. This is awesome. And she's like, every night I can't breathe them. And she, so she goes to her mom and Leslie said, "Well, you're gonna have to really work hard to save up to get some, get one." And and Leslie had, had I'm sorry, um, Lisa Hill had gifted me one while we were there. And oh. I'm like, you know what? Oh This is yours. This Aww. is yours. So it was what really a nice sweet guy. she was crying. She was so happy, and I'm like uh, I, I was just grateful that I could could do that. And uh, you know, paint it wonderful. forward. That's yeah. good, But That's it was cool. great to see them there. And uh, everybody it was a little mini reunion. It's just so funny. There you go. There they are sitting in the front row there. Uh, people can come in there. There are people that live there. They have condos, they have apartments, they have houses on the property. It's amazing down there. It's a beautiful It, place. it
2: almost looks like it could live on the set in the condos yeah, he, and the apartments.
0: Could. They have a Mexican restaurant right there. <laughs> There's me and Keith on set there. Keith Clearwater. He's a cool he, dude yeah cool dude he joined us for the last cardio miracle webinar on, on fitness and high level performance that was awesome <laughs> there's leslie and the kids there um, they of course, are that great smile right there in the middle so you, you, can, t- you can
2: tell who the jokester is in the family there oh
0: totally totally yeah. so that was great oh yeah that, that's when we were we were doing a little silver right uh discussion you see the pillowcase over lisa's shoulder there yeah. and um, we were doing a little 15 minute impromptu improv on it and I thought that was kind of cool as well. I love my Silverite pillow. If you guys haven't gotten them yet, please take advantage, get the Silverite, get the uh, uh, the pillowcases, and put them on anything. You know, it's going to it's gonna protect you. Um, I don't know, there's so much I wanted to share. Oh, by the way, on the way down into landing last night, it was I had to connect through Dallas, sitting next to a guy. I got, you know, bumped into first class, thankfully. That was kind of nice. And uh, I just you know, it just kind of, I was watching a movie on the computer just because killing time. I didn't, I was tired. I was like, yeah. All right. So as we're descending, like maybe 15 minutes left in the flight, the, the guy sitting next to me suddenly strikes up a conversation. Do you ski? Yeah, I do, <laughs> but I don't really. I'm like, not all that. And it's like, I've come to find out it, it, uh, he's like from California, a refugee, he and his wife and two kids moved from California, uh, to get out of there. And he's, you know, when he asked me what I did, I told him a homeopath, I help people get off drugs and, and, and vaccines and stuff. And he was like, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. I wish my wife was. And I said, well, if I, if you want me to talk to her, I will, she wasn't there with him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was an interesting conversation because you, you don't often know who you're sitting next to much less their p- perspectives on these things. And it was just such an alignment there. I thought, well, how cool was that? And so we connected, I think on Instagram, that's how people do it nowadays. So uh shout out to Neil, maybe a new friend there. Uh, All right. and, uh, Appreciate reaching out and having a good conversation there toward the end of that that trip. So that's what I'm saying. There's so much that went on. Hard to keep up. Now, I think I'll go into the opening story here because we do have uh, uh, Ken Drysdale standing by in Canada. I want to get to him as soon as possible, talking about what happened up there in Canada during uh, COVID crazy. But we had our own problems here in the United States, did we not, Super D? Uh, we did. Plenty of problems. And it even started with Trump. You know, as much <gasps> as we can pick on Biden, you know, we got to acknowledge— Like, I think we're pretty fair about this. We don't have derangement syndrome. We're not big fans of Biden, obviously. We're not carrying
2: the water either.
0: No, exactly. But I mean, if Biden did something that was good, we'd go, hey, Biden did something good. So it's not for me, it's about because somebody's this or that. It's like, let's look individually and see what they're doing right or wrong. And we'll talk about it. In the case of Trump, this article on Brownstone uh, by Thomas Buckley, it says Trump's COVID response casts a long shadow. And, and yeah, Donald Trump does have a COVID problem because a lot of the people that supported him and that really were in his corner on this particular issue are like, dude, come on, you can't still be seriously defending this. He has yet to come out and acknowledge the disaster that was the the so-called warp speed COVID injection. And I don't know that he ever will. Maybe his ego won't let him. As much as I think he's far superior to Biden, and that's not a hard thing to say. I mean, it's not even a close contest, as I pointed out. Whether you you know love, hate, or are neutral on Trump, we wouldn't be having, in my opinion, the you know the crazy Ukraine issue. Much less, I think the things that happened between Israel and Hamas probably wouldn't happen either under Trump's watch. That's my perspective. It might be different for you, uh, but on this issue. You know, if he would come out and admit, hey, I I screwed up by trusting, for instance, uh, Fauci and all those other folks, something about because, you know, he's a he's a big guy for accountability. You know, it's about success in business and things. And what happens, you know, with I remember his apprentice television show, it was about choosing the best leader to win the apprentice. Right. If you remember that. And, you know, he put them through grueling tests to find out, you know, what are they made of? And, dude, Trump, you would have been kicked off your own show based on who you chose to be leaders within your administration. Now, granted, you had never been in government like that. But at the same time, man, do you not acknowledge the failures that that existed in that administration? And and we praised Trump and his administration when he did good things. So, again, this is not a wholesale attack, nor that it is a wholesale defense either, because that's not what we do here. And I just wanted to relate, if we can have some level of intellectual integrity about this issue, a lot of people that are inclined to support Trump still have a reticence, and I think a lot of them are going over to Bobby Kennedy because of his stance on a lot of things, like the vaccine in particular. That's a big thing.
2: It is. It's a it's a sticking point for a lot of people. Because, you know, listen, Trump is, is uh, he he's, appears to not be the kind of guy who wants to admit wrong at all. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. this is not in, he's not he's not wired that way and he's kind of he's in a, a a pickle because he's faced with either having to stand by the decision that he made with operation warp speed and and with the pandemic measures and all that kind of stuff or he has to admit that he was misled and made a mistake and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do either one of those things. And so I think you know what's going on is he's trying to pick which one yeah, it sounds the best. Right. And so far he's been taking the side of I saved millions of lives by operation War Speed. Yeah, and there's no millions evidence, and millions and millions, you know.
0: No evidence of one life saved with those shots. Right. So it's a very big uh, blind spot for him, something. I would just say that. And you know, Bobby Kennedy is is taking those folks. Now, there's still a question about Bobby Kennedy. Is he taking more votes from the Democrats or the Republicans? I don't know. And I almost I don't care. Honestly, I want to have a you know, I want people to have choices, you know, and, and for the most part, there hasn't been with rare exception. do You have a third party candidate or the libertarian candidate or sometimes the constitutional candidate, whatever it is. But the the duopoly, the two party system, it's almost two sides of the same coin. Another thing. Now, I, I saw John Rappaport had another good piece on. Yeah, uh, he not only no more fake news that he did, but his uh, Substack articles talking about Bobby Kennedy. If he pushed heavily on the vaccine issue, there. I mean, that's a despite the mainstream media's attempt to slander him and discount him because of it. I would say a significant majority now, super D, either are injured or know somebody who has been injured or worse by these shots. So I don't think it's the same losing scenario if he lays in heavily on it. I'm with Rappaport on this. If Kennedy wants to, to yeah. do something,
2: there is the, yeah, here's here's the problem though. He can't be a, a one-trick pony. He's got to. There's a whole lot going on in the world that he needs to also be addressing and probably focusing on more than the vaccine issue because he, you don't want him to become pigeonholed, right? On on one particular issue. So he's got out. He's got a lot that he has to address and has to uh, show are his passion outside of that, which he has attempted to do. I think think moving into the vaccine arena and making that some kind of like cornerstone of his presidency, I think would be a mistake personally, strategically.
0: There can be an argument made for that, Super D. I agree. But I, I also think that we're underestimating how many people have been affected by this.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. So, anyway, I'm not here advising anybody's campaign, but good Lord, <laughs> Trump. If you want to do Our something, chair quarterbacking. A here. lot of people apologize and go, "You know what? I I trusted the wrong people. People would respect that. They would." And a lot of people would come back and vote for you. Right now, of course, Bobby Kennedy is gaining. They're desperate. I see I see a hit piece, attack piece on one of his family members that's in his campaign, as well as Dell Bigtree, not surprisingly, uh, attacking that campaign any way they can to kind of.
2: Oh, I saw uh, a headline on Drudge. It was saying, oh, his staffers are right? mass exodus because of the lavish spending that he's in.
0: Yeah, it's like, look at any campaign and you're going to find some area where you're going, well, somebody disagrees with that spending and somebody, you know, so I I take that with a grain of salt. And also, uh, uh, you know, if we see the uh, the Dems and Mayorkas as well, apparently I've seen reference that he's partly or maybe solely responsible for denying the Secret Service protection request of Bobby Kennedy running for president still as he's been impeached now. Now, it will probably won't go anywhere in the Senate. But, you know, again, more intrigue every which way you look uh, related to COVID, which is shaking things up and changing things a little bit. Maybe I think in a lot of ways for the better, as I point out, more people than ever have woken up to the ruse, the scam, the uh, deception that is the vaccine industrial complex and the pharmaceutical industry that has no liability for putting it out there through emergency or other otherwise. So I'll, I'll pause on this story and we'll go to Canada because we got a lot of friends, we got a lot of listeners in Canada, second to the U.S. in terms of uh, uh, fans of the RSB show here. And uh, we got a guy that's done pretty amazing work. And the website is Citizens. I'm sorry, nationalcitizensinquiry.ca. And our guest this hour, Ken Drysdale, has done a lot uh, to lead a citizen inquiry into Canada's COVID-19 response. So we had problems here in the United States. They got problems there in Canada, probably still ongoing. And we're going to get some updates for our friends up north. Ken Drivesdale joins us now on the Robert Bell Show. Ken, welcome to the show.
1: Good afternoon. How are you
0: doing? Doing well. And, you know, tackling these issues similar to what you're probably doing in Canada on your own right. And, you know, we've covered a lot about your prime minister there, who uh, evidently is related to Fidel Castro. I don't know if that's been approved or officially sanctioned or whatever. But (laughs) that guy, I mean, even people who are left of center, which I know a lot of Canadians lean left in that way politically, even they probably got to go, man, what's wrong with this guy?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you know he only got in by, he only had 31% of the vote last time he got in. And so he's formed a coalition government with uh, believe it or not, a party called the NDP that used to be called the Canadian communist uh, federation. <laughs> they were the CCF perfect. at one time. Yeah,
0: that's perfect. He's got a super minority of communists that he's combined with. And uh, collectivism is a great evil and a great danger to individual liberty. Uh, and I know that Canada and America have long been friends, obviously we're neighbors, and there's a lot of affinity. Uh, But then I've been to Canada many times over the years at natural health conferences. We talked a little bit before the show. Um, And so there are distinctions and differences, even though we speak primarily the same language other than in Quebec. Uh, uh, But talk to me about the response in Canada and also the response to the response in Canada, because you're working with a citizen inquiry.
1: Well, our response in Canada was, it it varied from province to province. You know, we have 10 provinces similar to your 50, 50 states. And um, it varied across provincial borders. I mean, there were some places that they had curfews in place; you couldn't go out uh, in the evening. We had school closures. We had forced vaccinations. We had restrictions where you couldn't get on a domestic train, plane, bus uh, for quite some time. And and you know it essentially these mandates, similar to the United States, actually reached into every single aspect of life in Canada. You know, it, it, it didn't just affect affected your job, but marriages broke up over it. Children were in terror, you know, for the two or three years with all of the propaganda that was out. So we, we really felt um, this, this, this uh, situation was right into the very heart of what we are as a society.
0: Well, this is a a divisive, uh, became very divisive. And you think when a tragedy or a threat to an entire country uh, happens, that The people would come together. I mean, that's kind of, if we talk about it artificially, we talk about Reichstag fireworks used very badly in in history, uh, false flag events. Now, uh, we see that much of uh, the recognition, acknowledgement of what preceded it came out of Wuhan, China, uh, a geoengineer or an engineered type thing that wasn't a naturally occurring phenomenon. And we can follow and track monies going through University of North Carolina in the United States, UNC and other things. But again, now you have a threat. They say there's a threat on. And the people would normally come together. Now, I remember in the initial phases, even in the United States, two weeks to stop the curve or slow that whatever, which led to all of these other disasters. And at a certain point, there became a great divisiveness here in the States, probably to some degree in Canada, as well as some people recognize this is a ruse to take you know, power from the people, bodily autonomy away from the people and give it to not only centralized bureaucracies and government agencies, but maybe perhaps going up to the World Health Organization's attempts, like we're seeing with treaty alterations to to supersede national sovereignty, Canadian, American, everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it was incredible. In Canada, we had essentially had a failure of our uh, charter of human of, of, of rights and freedoms, Um, interestingly enough they built an escape clause into it for the government and of course this is the first time we had to lean on it since it was passed in 1982 and it failed completely but but it wasn't just that you know all of our institutions failed and I think it was similar in the United States you know our police failed our courts failed our judicial system failed you know we had judges making insane decisions I mean we It got so bad here in Canada, we had a, 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 I'm thinking of a particular case in Alberta, a lady by the name of Sheila Lewis, who, in my opinion, was executed by the government for refusing to take a COVID-19 vaccine. She was on a transplant list, and this was in uh, summer and fall of 2022. So we already knew that the COVID vaccines weren't effective. They didn't stop spread. They didn't stop you from getting it. And uh, the transplant doctors demanded she take the COVID-19 vaccine before they would give her the transplant. She refused yeah, yeah. and um, and they let her die. She died in the end. So in my opinion, she was executed. So we got we to had, that point here.
0: We had stories like that here as well. And a great disappointment in our uh, medical community that would uh, basically participate in something that would go so far against what I think they used to take, the Hippocratic Oath, the first do no harm and all the other good stuff that's in that, uh, that it takes these doctors uh, let's say, complying. And if they stood up, if they have the courage of their convictions, if they really believed in defending and saving lives, they would never have made that uh, a requirement for a life-saving operation like this. Yeah. And I think it's indefensible. and this is where I have a great disappointment in the medical community, notwithstanding some of those that have stepped up and spoken out and and are featured on this show and other good shows like uh, uh, you know those that value health, freedom, individual liberty, and protect protection of
1: life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know in Canada, they they didn't just throw out the hippocratic oath but in canada you have laws about what's called informed consent informed consent in canada has two parts to it the first part is you need to tell your patient you know all the ups and downs of a medication or a treatment but the second part is just as important and that is if a practitioner has any inkling of an idea that the uh, patient is being coerced into something by a third party then they must refuse the treatment, to give the treatment to the patient. And, and is anyone going to tell me that the doctors didn't know that people were in there because they were going to lose their jobs or they couldn't go and visit their loved ones? I mean, so they threw all of the medical ethics out the window. And in Canada, that's a crime. And I wonder how long we have to hold our breath until that crime is, um, is investigated.
0: Well, yeah. And so when you say is what you're, we have this website linked up today in the show notes. Again, it's the February 14th, 2024, when we're first airing the show, nationalcitizensinquiry.ca. Is this something that's ongoing? What has been accomplished thus far? What are the goals of it? And how can our fellow Canadian friends participate and support you?
1: Well, it's incredible, actually. What we did was, you know, uh, one of the things that happened in Canada during the pandemic as a result of the uh, truckers uh, protest, the legal trust truckers protest in Ottawa, was that the government invoked what used to be called the War Measures Act. It's now called the Emergencies Act. And um, as a result of that, you know, people were put in jail. They were frozen bank accounts. We just we've got four people still in jail now that haven't had trial yet and 720 some odd days of, uh, of incarceration. So, you know, in response to that and seeing that the government supposedly did an investigation as to whether or not they should have evoked the Emergencies Act, but it was a complete partisan joke. So Canadians got fed up with that, and they said, you know, we have to do something. And so every day Canadians got together from coast to coast, tens of thousands of them, and they put together this national citizens inquiry. And, And the assignment for us was very wide open. The assignment was listen to Canadians, get their stories, and then prepare a report that not only memorialized what happened to them, but it also came up with uh, recommendations and conclusions as to what we could do better if this ever happened again. So what we did in response to that, that, uh, that uh, scope of work was we cr- traveled from coast to coast in Canada. We visited eight cities. We spent three days of hearings in each city, so 24 full days of hearings. And these hearings were carried out like a judicial inquiry. So there was a, a, view, a, a gallery for the citizens, there was a, a witness table, there was lawyers who would cross-examine the witnesses, and then the commissioners, of which there was four, and I'm the chairman of those commissioners, also questioned or, ex- or cross-examined the citizens. Now this was all videotaped, it was transcribed, and all of those videotapes and transcriptions are on the website. So we, we heard these stories from, I think there was 305 witnesses over the 24 days of testimony. And there was 94, I believe, expert witnesses, a lot of people who, who your listeners will recognize their names. Um, and so the, what the, once those hearings were done, the commissioners were tasked with preparing a, a comprehensive report. And, you know, that report uh, was um, issued uh, worldwide on uh, November 28th of 2023. It's free, by the way. It's on our website. You just go on there. You don't have to identify yourself. You just go on there and download it. The total report is 5,342 pages long, 4,699 pages of sworn transcripts, about 643 pages of a report. We made over 400 recommendations on 70 pages. Now, that's a scary thing. You know, when you tell a person you've done a report and it's over 4,000 pages, who's going to read that? But we, we knew that going in and we built this report so that it was extremely easy to use. And what I tell folks to do is it's split up into sections. You go to the table of contents and the first things you should read are section 9 and 10. I think they're like eight pages total. And what that is, it's the statement by the commissioners who, who sat through those 24 days of testimony and heard every single one of the witnesses. Who, who And we give a conclusion and we warn Canadians about what had happened and what is going to continue to happen in the future. Once you've read that, and I'll probably get your blood going, you go to section eight, which is a simple listing of all of our recommendations, and it's all broken down into areas of interest. So when you're looking at the table of contents, you look up section eight, and maybe you look through the list of those those uh, headings, and perhaps you're interested in churches, perhaps you're interested in what happened in schools, or what did it do to the budget, or, or how did seniors react to it? I mean, there's, there's just a vast variety of subjects. So pick one you're interested and go back to Section 8 and read it. It's just the recommendations listing. And then if you want to go further, go to Section 7, and it's the same section number. So 8.12 would be the same as 7.12. But in 7, Mm -hmm. what we do is we expand it. We give you the discussion. We tell you who the witnesses were. we, we, We go through what our evidence is, and then we provide the recommendations again. And so you can piece through this report one little bit at a time you know, in the areas that you're interested in. And then you can go back to the website. And if you go to the tabs that says hearings, it's split out into each city and there's eight cities. And if you click on the city, it lists every single one of the um, the people who testified in order and you can click on their name and it takes you to a separate page and it shows you the video, the transcript, any exhibits that they had. It's all there and it's all free. So nationalcitizensinquiry.ca it's an incredible document. It's never been done before in the world, by the way. You know, we're at twenty or thirty million impressions on the website right now. Mainstream media hasn't touched us. I think there's one, one, one small article on on CBC Radio. I think, but I believe yeah. that's all. So this is this is a big deal. This is this is like trucker the the truckers' convoy two. Yeah. And um, and like I said, it's it's it it was paid for by Canadians. It was mostly volunteers. I think we had. Thousands of volunteers, and I think we had like two or three paid uh, assistants. Um, you know, uh, I, I mean, I really got rich on what, what my contribution. The NCI, uh, my contract says they pay me a dollar <laughs> for you know for fifteen hundred hours of Canadian
0: work. In US? <laughs> yeah, it's Canadian, so it's seventy
1: five cents. Oh, but you know, bro. they haven't paid me yet.
0: <laughs> Not even. Yeah. No, I, I've been there. Uh, listen, the the people of Canada. I would like to say that they might have seen some things they didn't know. Many of them were asleep about just like here in the United States about yeah. their own government, much less the media, that it is, uh, you know, something that suppresses free thought, free flow of information. Um, you know, you mentioned the truckers thing, the the fact that they could go in and, and, and stop, you know, the banker, the, um, the sort of truckers from accessing their money. Like, yeah. and I know you mentioned, I think the court ruling there was that it wasn't, Uh, you know, a a legitimate legal thing to do. I don't know if there's any blowback on Trudeau or his administration based on the illegality, but, you know, we've certainly seen these things happen while uh, Biden has been president or whoever's controlling him and pulling his strings, Uh, yet not a lot changes at that level. So accountability, uh, something that's sorely lacking for people in government to do these criminal acts against the people of Canada, much less the people of the US. Uh, So I imagine that, you know, there's the same entrenched, uh, you know, I don't know what the word would be at this point, but criminality, I don't think is too strong, you know, when it comes to the impact on the freedom and bodily autonomy, much less the informed consent, which seemingly is something that's in, in, enshrined in, in international law, much less Canadian or US. Uh, so what do you see occurring with this information? Because that, that report sounds as comprehensive as anything I've
1: ever heard. Uh, well, it's, and, it, and- it, yeah, It's unique in the world. It's an encyclopedia of a contemporaneous testimony sworn testimony by you know a, a wide variety of people you know that we had world-renowned experts on there like dr mccullough we had um uh, jordan peterson on there we had somebody driving the truck for purolator who lost their job or a railway wow. uh, um, employee or we've had top scientists on there we had teachers professors lawyers um bricklayers construction workers we, we had a vi- wide variety of Canadians. So what do I hope is gonna happen with this? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I spent 40 years in the construction industry and I always t- explained it to people this way. I said, people should think of the National Citizens Inquiry as a huge toolbox. And just like on a construction site, you know, I've, I've been on thousands of construction sites in my 40 years and I never once saw a, a carpenter walk onto the site at eight o'clock in the morning, put the toolbox down on the floor and go home and then come back at five o'clock and expect the toolbox to open itself and build the house. <laughs> right. so it's, it's the same with this folks. Yeah. you got to pick up this report. You've got to read this report and you got to start talking about it to people. I don't mean, you know, acting like a funnel and dumping into people. I mean, maybe you're at the, at the grocery store lineup and you might say to the person sitting behind you, Hey, have you heard about this national citizens inquiry thing? Do you know anything about it and start a conversation, but it's got to, you know, I'm going to quote something that's going to get my American cousins mad at me.
0: Go perhaps. ahead.
1: <laughs> but people always ask me, what's your greatest hope for this thing? And I I quote um, Admiral Isakuro Yamamoto.
0: Japan? <laughs> of Japan? You know,
1: of Japan during World War II. And he said, and I'm going to change his quote a little bit. My greatest hope is that this... National citizens inquiry report will waken up a sleeping giant of Canadians and fill them with a terrible resolve and and really that's the best that, that I can ask for on this thing is that it wakes people up yeah. and when they listen to the the testimony they watch the testimony you know I always challenge people go to the website and just pick three testimonies don't care which ones pick them and watch them it'll change your life I guarantee well,
0: we'll it. use a quote like that of course you know, uh, completely backfired on Japan, obviously doing the so-called sneak attack, but arguably historically, it wasn't so sneaky as FDR was given a heads up and said, you know what, we need this to happen so that the American people will change and wanna engage in another world war after this being a bit tired from World War One." So there's always a lot of manipulation here, but what's nice about what you're talking about is it's coming from the bottom up, not a yeah. top-down scenario, and it's not involving violence and bombing. You know, it's a wake up that is, Intellectually based, uh, certainly, but there's a real human uh, cost that has already been paid and is still being paid. That those in government, whether it be Trudeau's administration or Biden's here in the U.S., are, are loath to acknowledge is even a real, real thing, even today, as it's obvious. As you know, we even have Fauci here acknowledging that they made stuff up, like the distancing rule and the masks, and now he's acknowledging that the so-called vaccines are causing myocarditis. So it's like. We were banned and sh- you know and, and and deplatformed for pointing that out right from the get go, and we've been right the whole time.
1: Yeah, so- you know the, the National Citizens Inquiry was deplatformed from YouTube at the time, so we went over to alternates, you know, like Rumble as a free yes. speech platform, yeah. and our own and our own website we constructed over the time. But you know it, it you know people should, you know, what's going on in the United States right now is going on here too the courts are starting to move, not in the criminal area yet, but they're being forced by the people to move in the civil area. And so once only civil lawsuits and these human right claims uh, uh, start to gain momentum and they are in Canada right now, I, I believe criminal charges will be coming, but it will follow. It will mm-hmm. follow. And it's just a matter of how long that's going to take.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. We've got to be tenacious. Uh, they'd like us to think that anything we do will fail because that, basically results in kind of an apathy. Yes. And uh, uh, I would just say that, you know, if you're connected to what I call the human spirit, which comes from a deeper place, whether you're a religious person or not, uh, we can achieve and overcome a lot of things that they would like us to believe are impossible. Because if you believe something's impossible, it becomes the truth for you. I would rather not engage in that belief system and I don't know, maybe the Canadians can come out of their funk and thinking their government is so powerful that there's nothing they can do either. Like many in the U S have come to that conclusion. Oh, it's just too much. You can't fight it. But, uh, if you give up, you're going to basically, you know, be, be walked in, uh, to, uh, these concentration camps. And I say that not as an affront to anybody who thinks that there's only one kind of concentration camp, but you know, we've seen evidence of things even like in New York state now, and I've got some more stories on, on the bizarre, The desire of the government of New York to take over the role of parents and become parents to all children, giving them ability to inform consent on any, at any age for any medical procedure. It's just a shocking thing, even though we've seen some weirdness in New York, but maybe New York's too close to Canada. I don't know what's going on.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, we're, we're not just neighbors, (laughs) you know, we're brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles and aunts. I have two sons, Mm-hmm. Who live in the United States? I have two sisters who live in the United States, you know, and and so we're a we're a kindred spirit. There's a certain difference between Canada and the United States, and we could talk about that for a long time, but uh, we are brothers and sisters, and and you know, Canada is the United States' biggest trading partner in the world, and vice versa. So you know, there are ties that cannot be broken between our two, between our two countries, and generally speaking, what's happening here is happening there or will be or vice versa.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I see that a lot. And, you know, we look at uh, some of the, the the things that have been adopted in California, the ch- the Chinification, if you will, of Canada as well. Uh, there's some really strange things that you're going, you know, if you're at all a, a Canadian nationalist or an American nationalist, and I don't say that in a negative light, I mean, is, is there good things about loving your country and wanting it to do right and well? Uh, but right now, people who, you know, think Canada first or America first are often derided as potential terrorists. Now it's bizarre in this globalist dominated top down kind of centralized bureaucracies that we have in both of our countries, much less other countries around the world. So I don't, think it's wrong and bad, in fact, to love your country and want to defend it because it, there's a national identity. There are things that you would value that maybe we would share between the U.S. and Canada. But then, there, are, as you point out, there are distinctions. We have a certain value system that is distinct and different from Canada as I've gone over. I haven't received hatred for many of those things. It's been spirited, engaged in discussions and even arguments, but all in good fun for the most part. But I agree, for the most part, we all have a lot more in common than we have that would divide us.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you know, I'm not exaggerating. When I say we're brothers and sisters and, and fathers and mothers across the border, there, there's, you know, there's so many connections between our two countries and there are slight differences. You know what? I've got nine brothers and sisters and we're all different, but we're still brothers and sisters. Right. And we love each other. We come together when it's necessary. And, and Canada and the United States have had a long history of that, um, you know, through uh, two world wars through all kinds of other things uh, actions that we've been involved with from sharing of uh, of a, a common language and a common a very common belief system frankly mm-hmm. so you know what we are together whether we like it or not and i yeah. think most of us you know most of us think that's a positive thing
0: we're on a common landmass now where i would draw a distinction and, and you know we we've covered the nuance of this, like your charter of rights, as we talk about, Uh, you know, rights granted by parliamentary action versus the dawning of the United States with a declaration of independence that acknowledged rights that pre-exist the existence of government that come from God or a creator. And I think that's one of the things where it became a little bit evident, the differences like with Canada and some of the rights that were violated, not that they haven't been violating our rights in the U S either. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the point is there's a, a distinction there that I don't know if all Canadians are clearly aware of when you say a charter of rights and responsibilities and they go, well, that was granted to you by an act of parliament versus something else.
1: Well, you know, it, 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 it isn't a lot different than the American constitution. The very first paragraph of the Canadian charter and rights and freedom says it comes from God. And Mm -hmm. then the very next paragraph says, well, unless the government feels that in order to have a democratic society, it's going to do X, Y, Z, and it's not really defined. So, you know, I always tell Canadians that our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which was only we only came to be in in 1982. And by the way, was never ratified. It had to be signed by all the provinces or states and Quebec Mm -hmm. never signed it. But Mm -hmm. I always tell Canadians, it's kind of like you've been carrying around an umbrella for 40 years and you never opened the darn umbrella. Yeah. And the day it started to rain you opened it up and the umbrella was all moth eaten and was full of holes and the Loranges came in well that was our charter of rights and freedoms the Never first time we needed it it collapsed
0: yeah yeah you had to use it in a crisis and, and not any other time you're right That's a great analogy a great visual there so ken as you've been paid barely a dollar a canadian uh, <laughs> for all your efforts here do you, do you have another thing that you can do so you don't end up homeless what's going on <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you, you're being very kind, probably because the color of my beard, you probably know I'm retired. I was a, a professional engineer and owned an engineering company for 40 some odd years. And so I uh, luckily had enough success that I, I retired about eight, nine years ago. And, and, uh, and I got involved in this uh, two years ago. Um, I wrote a re- statistical report that talked about the odds of you getting COVID nineteen and dying of it, and it was mm-hmm. and it was criminal what I saw. And we tried to get the RCMP, our federal police force, similar to your FBI, and just as corrupt, yeah. uh, to actually do charges. And um, it, it was interesting, you know, that report. It was called the uh, euphemistically called the eighty nine page report. It's gone out. Uh, I, I believe there's like two and a half million copies of it gone out worldwide by people downloading it from our website, and uh, we sent thousands, tens of thousands of them to every police station in Canada. And every time we went to the police, they said, well, we haven't seen it. (laughs) It was hilarious.
0: We've had similar reports uh, presented to various attorneys general in the United States. Uh, Dr. David Martin was engaged in that. Some of my friends were as well. And they were correct and right and accurate about the violations of law. But to your point, same thing here in the U.S. That's where there's a similarity. The corruption goes all the way down to the bottom where nobody wants to take it on. Uh, and, and it's a disappointment, a great disappointment. Therefore, we can't rely on those in authority or authoritarian positions to save us. right? No. And I'd say this about politics. There are no political saviors. If you believe it in a religious and spiritual sense, that's one thing. But to think that it's political, don't engage and think that even if you get a good guy or gal in there that, that is agreement with us, that that's all you need to do. That's the point, I think. And kudos to you, Ken, for retiring yet not. And, and, and I've said this about retirement, if you don't find a passion, a mission, a reason for being, retirement leads to death. The kind yes. of retirement that, you know, some people think, well, I'm just going to go off and do nothing. Uh. Uh-uh. What you're doing is, you know, gives you a zest and a passion and a purpose and a reason for going on and carrying on and doing great things.
1: Well, you're right. And I always had a plan, you know, but I didn't have this plan. You know, I started a little um, steel sculpting company. I'm also a certified welder and I, my wife is a performing artist. And we have a studio, and so I was going to spend my time doing those kinds of things. And then this yeah. craziness happened, and and um, and it just your took wife over how our lives? about
0: What you're doing in retirement? She supports you.
1: Oh gosh, she was the one that made me do it. Are you kidding? Love her.
0: She's awesome. Well, <laughs> it's I don't know if it's Valentine's Day in Canada, but yeah, she deserves something nice based on what you're telling me
1: right now. It is Valentine's Day in Canada, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we celebrated that this morning. I always make handmade cards. Uh, for valentine's for her and and uh you were thinking of what you wanted to do handmade card man
0: (laughs) well did you weld a card together or did you do it with paper
1: Well, I, I kind of weld it with electrons on the computer.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, very cool. I, I, man, Can I really appreciate connecting with you here. And what you're doing is fantastic. And I hope everybody, whether you're from Canada or not, might review a report or part of it or share it with, again, got brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles across these borders. And maybe, you, you know, we're in the United States or elsewhere around the world, and you know somebody in Canada, they might not be aware of this. Don't assume that they, they know about it. And just send them to nationalcitizensinquiry.ca. Or have them, send them this show as a podcast later, or, uh, you know, we have it on Rumble because we got booted off of YouTube, like many. And uh, there it is, Super Don showing it up there. And you can review this citizens-led inquiry into Canada's COVID-19 response. And there are others that have done that in other countries, including here in the US, similar. But this is a very detailed report. And I think the things you learn there that happened in Canada are somewhat applicable almost everywhere around the world as these globalists made, uh, uh, you know, a big effort to relinquish or have us relinquish whatever remaining rights we think we have, uh, to a global, uh, let's say, authoritarian medical complex that would say in the, the, the law or rule of necessity means we have to do this because if we don't, you're all going to die. And the irony of course, is the things they did cause more death than the thing they said we should afraid of that, uh, be afraid of that would cause all that death.
1: Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. And you know what, folks, in the United States, if you start watching these videos, you'll recognize the stories because it was the same things happened to you. Mm -hmm. And by the way, there is a button on the homepage of the National Citizens Inquiry report that says donate. We could appreciate any help that you might be able to send us. This was completely funded by everyday Canadians. There was no big corporate uh, 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 donations. There were no pharma donations. There was no government money in this. This was completely from thousands and thousands of Canadians who, uh, who uh, donated a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars or whatever they could afford. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, any help you can provide, great. And keep in mind that this uh, report is applicable to the United States. It happened everywhere, and yeah. the stories are heartbreaking. Yep,
0: yeah, they are. There are plenty and plenty more to be told. And, Ken, I thank you for helping me tell some of them as well. Uh, Ken Drysdale, uh, check it out. We'll have you back on anytime. If there's an update, let us know. I'd uh, love to have Absolutely. you back
1: well thanks for having me' a I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your uh, your your viewers
0: you got it thanks Ken appreciate it Ken Drysdale here on the Roberts cat Bell show for the first time and uh you know we're we're not even though this show originates in the United States we're not so uh u.s centric that we don't cover these issues around the world for those that have been with me for a long time yeah there are uh, uh globalist agendas, agendas afoot that would violate and have violated the sovereignty and sanctity of every every nation on planet earth especially those that are engaged in uh, you know participation with things like the world health organization or the imf and the world bank speaking of that uh this is a fascinating thing about debt and slavery the combination therein, in and a lot of these plays have been financial and economic and driven by the banksters the international fraudsters that always win no matter who uh, declares war or doesn't on another the bankers bet on both sides and win no matter who loses. That's another aspect of this. And uh, we can't overlook that the monetary system is the main main, main way they control us. Therefore, I encourage you to look at other ways to utilize, uh, let's say your resources and fundamentally your resources include your ability to think, act on your thoughts, work, make things, consult with people to get compensation for what your talents and gifts and, and things you've worked hard for. Do you really wanna be paid in evidences of debt? I just, once again, this morning, I paid my monthly uh, uh, dues to my the, the kickboxing gym I go to, and I paid in gold. I use the gold backs. And whether you're legal tender in your state or not, um, you've heard me say this, don't wait for permission when none is truly required. If you engaged in a private contract relationship, why let the government in? Why let the Federal Reserve in? Why not exchange value for value? The first time you pay somebody in something of real value instead of evidences of debt, and that could be a Canadian dollar or a U.S. Federal Reserve note dollar, not a lot different there, you have an exchange that feels so different. You're like, I've given something of value and whoever receives it knows that for the first time in their life, they've been paid with honest money. And I'm just telling you, try it. Even if it's just to tip a single gold back or a silver dime, if you got one of those laying around, it changes the relationship. It's more honorable. It's filled with integrity and more closely aligned with a biblical principle of just weights and measures and all of that. Uh, So I would encourage you to look at life a little bit differently. You know, that's what kind of what I do here. And uh, it was interesting, Super Don, when I was at the gym this morning, uh, you know, I went a little late coming off of the trip yesterday and so uh, there's only there's like two other ladies that were their friends, you know, for through the gym that I really enjoy hanging out with and the trainer. She's amazing. She was once just a member and she became a trainer. I love that about this gym and she was great. She was working on something called the rager. And it's funny, this this uh, uh workout routine when your trainer led and doing a, you know, it's, you know, kick, punch, duck, that all of that. And trying to figure it all out is sometimes funny because just like I, I probably got knocked out technically a few times as I missed the ducking time, uh, <laughs> but I added one thing—a spinning back fist this morning—that was really cool. I like it. But my point, in bringing the, the the more of the gym discussion up, when I was talking to the the, the trainer more, member, trainer, and another one of the the members, I'm not going to mention names here. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the members was talking about, you know, we got on the subject. I mentioned the story of coming back home on the flight and how I talked to this guy who moved from California, was 100% in agreement on the whole vaccine issue. And then she proceeded to tell me, it's like, yeah, one of the uh, members of the gym, husband and wife, right? husband is really all in on the shots. So, and was, you know, just got them all and all the boosters and her, his wife, let me just say it this way, did not want any did not want any. And as they were having this discussion, I don't know how long ago this happened, maybe within weeks or months. I don't know. No, she, she's being told by the husband. Yeah. By the way, my wife is going on the way to get the shot right now. And they were still conversing with some other people there about it. And she said, she backed away, got on her phone and called the wife and said, don't get the shot. And the, you know, and normally, you know, she's like, I would never interfere like this or ever want to do that. But it was like so strong within her to do that. And the woman who was the wife of this guy, again, no names are being said here. I don't even know who the guy is and the wife. So she says, oh, thank God you called me. I was so not wanting to get this. I was so feeling like this would be the most horrible thing. And then that little call, that little outreach, as awkward as it might have been, because, you know, what are, the worst case scenario might have been, how dare you? I'll never speak to you again, right? You could lose a friend Mind your own
2: business. Or mind right? your own yeah. uh,
0: business. But in this case, it may have saved her life. We, we'll never know, um. perhaps. But it was like, wow. I was just like, you know, this is the kind of thing that if you really care and love somebody, you risk, you know, how they say about risk, having your kids hate you for a time being, you know, you don't want to discipline them. My kids will hate me. But how much greater is it to let them hate you temporarily? And then they look back and they go, I thank you for doing that. I would have done something horrible if you hadn't, right? Uh, so, another encouraging sign that, yes, it can be awkward, it can be uncomfortable, but when you are compelled, the Spirit moves you, normally you might not want to say something, but it might save a life. And I'm just saying that was a, a, a very interesting interaction this morning, Superdon. I was really mm. grateful to hear. Good story. Now, here's the next story, and it starts with this. He's back! <laughs> <laughs> Who am I talking about? Ugh. Scum of the earth. One of the he is he from Middle Earth or what's the the orcs I mean this guy Offit he was on a redemption tour last year or or whatever remember when we asked him to come on the show because it's like whoa wait a second he's being sounding reasonable on well, some of the COVID was, jab stuff it right it was
2: really it was interesting because he's been a longtime advocate obviously as we yeah. know for vaccines and and you know big pharma we're talking Offit. And then there was this this t- yes Paul Offit and and then there was this period of time I don't know it was like what was it like a year or a year and a half into uh, the pandemic and suddenly he turned into a skeptic yeah and he's like well that. you know uh, maybe the boosters yeah they're not as good as effective as they should be and he wouldn't take one himself and he wouldn't recommend it and he voiced concern about corruption and pressure from the Biden administration on a, on the on the the vaccine advisory panels. It was just like, who is this guy? Is and it was, that? it was weird because even, I know, I know you were grinding your teeth on that show. <laughs> I was like, we how ha- dare he do something? We had to say something positive about Paul Offit.
0: Yeah. We he was well, being reasonable about something. Remember, uh, I think it was Kevin reached out on our behalf to get him booked on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And we sent only, him an email. he said, I think he just said no, thank you.
2: He said no, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. Um,
0: so we gave him an opportunity because you know, look, if we can find with people with whom we disagree even vehemently, if there's a point of agreement, I try to find that. And like, we like found Ron common a ground. I mean,
2: is it what's wrong with that? Right. Yeah. I mean, can we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no. Well, no. Apparently, no apparently, his momentary <laughs> lapse of of uh, of, of reason,
0: <laughs> authoritarianism,
2: yes, uh, yeah. has gone away because now apparently he's got a book coming out. And uh, he's back to promoting uh, COVID nineteen vaccines for infants as young as six months old. Yeah. Despite the fact that only four percent of parents with children under age four are choosing to vaccinate them against COVID nineteen.
0: Well, what does that say? Of course, somebody maybe got to him in terms of, uh, hey, you know what? That grant that I, you've been wanting.
2: Well, listen. Here's here's my here's my my theory on this. Yeah. Back when he was uh, being skeptical and and saying some things that made sense that we agreed with Mm -hmm. was a time, if you remember, the FDA decided to go ahead and approve the vaccine and ignore—they didn't even ask the advisory panel that he's on their opinion— Now, this is something they normally do. They have the advisory panel. They say, here's all the evidence. Take a look at this. You know, what do you guys think? What's your your advice? And then the FDA then takes their advice and then makes a decision. And most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, most of the time they go with whatever the advisory panel advises. Well, in this particular case, the vaccine came out and they just said, ah, we don't need your advice. And they just approved it. And I think yeah. what happened was it bruised off its ego and mm. free. So I think what he did is he was, he was spiteful, right? Peeved at yeah. the FDA. And so then he took an opposite stance. Now that's blown off, blown over. And now, Hey, he wrote a book. He can't sell a book if he doesn't go back to being Paul Offit. Again, right. right. Yeah.
0: He needs the support of all of his buddies to say, Hey, this is a book everybody should watch, read this, whatever, buy it. Yeah. You're right. Self-interest. Uh, so, even if we were trying to be nice with him, it looks like the integrity that he temporarily found wasn't really rooted in integrity, but probably being butthurt over the FDA not consulting with him on something. Yeah, that, that's more in line with his character, don't you think? More consistent? I think so. I think it's safe to say. Anyway, well, we had a nice foray into Canada today for our northern neighbors here from here in the U.S. And as I said, we have a lot of fans and friends. And of I consider family as well up in Canada. And, you know, my heart goes out to you guys and, and, you know, what you've been through as well. So in some ways it was worse than here in the United States, Uh, even though you have 10 provinces and they were all somewhat different. uh, There's still a, you know, a lot of issues. If I was in Canada, I I would probably leave uh, knowing that there was a place that uh, at least in its Organization originally acknowledged that rights come from God, and it wasn't an act of Parliament that it, that said, "Yeah, except when we decide it it's not convenient for us." But I acknowledge too the failings of my own country and the people that are so-called ruling it in abandoning these principles. And we're going to talk about that next hour, particularly the place where I came onto planet Earth in this lifetime, New York, and the the insanity that's going on there among the Democrats that control the supermajority of uh, of New York now. For me to say Democrats, it doesn't mean all Democrats are bad. Anytime I say Republicans it doesn't mean they're all good or vice versa. But in this case, you have a supermajority, as you do in Canada where they do not believe in parental rights, clearly with the, with things that they've done, much less religious freedom. Oh, that they have an, uh, a really nasty antipathy against people of faith. Now, Granted, there are people of faith that are hypocrites, plenty of them, and I've run into them, and, that, and I don't enjoy those folks. But I will acknowledge, as I just got back from the Jim Baker ministries uh, down a south in Blue Eye, uh, Missouri, in the south of, uh, uh, what was it, J- Joplin? Yeah, Oh, yeah, Tri- uh, Leslie and Joplin, but uh, Branson. And, you know, what I'll say about, for those of you old enough to remember Jim Baker and Tammy Faye at the time and the scandal surrounding that, they made a movie about it. He, you know, he paid his, you know, he paid for it big time. And he came back. The comeback tour has been pretty phenomenal. And my interaction with with him, with them, and the, the, the adopted kids that he had that have now grown up to do their ministry work, they're very kind-hearted, loving, and it's more of an unconditional love. I mean, yes... Anybody, you know, if you have a, a Christian faith, you're going to profess your belief in a certain way, and it might seem exclusionary. But at the same time, it's it's motivated, as I've seen in these people, by love and caring and concern, not by authoritarian need to beat you over the head with it. And that's a beautiful thing. That's where we find alignment, mission, purpose, and spirit. And I wish all people of faith would come together in that way and say, you know what, uh, we are— Created of God. And again, everybody has a different view of that. And as I said, even within one church, you could have different views. But the the beauty is when you see people that have been through a lot, overcome a lot, and they, they live it, not just preach it in a hollow, shallow way. And so I, again, I appreciated my second visit to them and, and I enjoyed being on the TV show. I don't know when it'll air, but we'll let you know when we find out uh, a nice, uh, a nice episode. And thank you. Shout out to Lisa Hill with Silver Rite and Cardio Miracle for supporting me being there as well. A really great time. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity. So let's take a, a pause, top of the hour break here. We've got a whole other hour of broadcast healing. It's just you, me, and Super D in an hour, too. So if you have a question or a comment, if you're on Rumble Live right now, you can submit questions always at robertscottbell.com. But when we're live, if you're in the chat room, we, we tend to respond right away or in the bonus round. And uh, let's see, we'll hit what's crazy in New York. Uh, there's something called Alaska Pox. Who knew? Bubonic plague may be back, and it's all blamed on cats. What are all these people that hate cats? Uh, Let's see, vaccine mandates for flying. Who wants to make health decisions for you? Is that a conspiracy theory? And the homeopathic hit today is golden. That's coming up and more after this on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. All right, yeah, for a little bit of good news as we start hour two, uh, our buddy Chris uh, posts in the chat room. Uh, this is really good. Uh, there's some movement on the fluoride issue. And this is uh, Branson where I just was. They will not continue fluoridating, fluoridating water according to KZRK 106.3 FM, uh, November 16th, 2023. Um, there's a lot of movement on the fluoride issue. There's a lot of suits going on, a lot more science that's being submitted and a lot harder to deny you know, by claiming that's just a conspiracy theory, that fluoride, you need fluoride in the water because, you know, we don't have enough heavy metals being absorbed through the pipes. Let's get the fluoride in there and make sure it happens. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, also, uh, 10 years ago, this th- this thing, pop- I love these things that pop up on Facebook. Say what you will about it. But it's fun to see, you know, kind of things were happening now a decade ago. You want to see Super Don as a kid at a brewery doing the Robert Bell Show live? Hey, check that out, Super D. You remember that? You can't because you're not on. Your mic's not on. Your camera's not on. There you are. I what pushed the 10 wrong button.
2: Ago? What were you doing? Um, yeah, that was at the Standing Stone Brewery in uh, Ashland, Oregon. Does that still exist? No. They closed down, unfortunately. It's a great place. The guy who was a chef, his name is Eric Bell.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, remember. We had him on.
2: Yeah. He did. Um, he, stopped working there he opened up a taco truck hmm. and, and and I believe it's over like in Medford it's called uh word on the street is the name of the the the, the, the taco truck
0: have you but ever it, visited the taco trucks I have
2: not visited but I I follow him on Facebook okay and Eric Bell he was he was just an amazing chef and the mm-hmm. food that he made over there uh just was awesome uh and so it was funny when he opened up a taco truck I'm kind of like A taco truck Mm -hmm. but he doesn't make your run-of-the-mill taco i mean it's got all of this fancy i mean it's just like it's fancy chef you know uh you know stuff in the tacos with the exotic ingredients and all that kind of stuff very popular it appears he's doing very well yeah um so yeah he just decided to do his thing but i'll tell you uh, over there at standing stone Mm -hmm. they had great beer and it was organic yes and, uh, you know, growing up, Brussels sprouts were not a thing that I liked. I just did not eat because when we ate them at home, they were very boring. You know, here's mm-hmm. some boiled Brussels sprouts. Mm, boy, that's right. good. No, but he made these, these roasted Brussels sprouts with garlic butter and all that other stuff like that. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I could just eat these for days. Nice. And so I credit uh, Mr. Eric Bell. Uh, among other things that he made, for uh, making some just amazing food. I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but uh, uh, a shout-out. If you ever happen to be in Medford, Oregon, or in that area, uh, see if you can find out where Word on the Street is.
0: You should message him on Facebook since and remind him 10 years ago you were there, send him the picture, and then say, Hey, you ever think you can drive that that food truck over to Klamath Falls?
2: (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I'll just go over there and visit him.
0: Why not? I, I like so, to see that follow-up because, again, I think we it, we did interview him, if my memory serves. We certain. did.
2: Yes, we yeah. had him on the show. Yeah, uh, very cool.
0: Yep. So it is uh, Valentine's Day on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I don't know what that means to you or anybody, but Super D, did you do anything special or are you planning anything special?
2: Uh, You know, I was very predictable. I bought flowers. Were
0: so, there any kind of flowers or, or particular colors of flowers your wife likes better than others? Or she's like, any flowers are great.
2: I mean, she's a big fan of um uh, of, of tulips. She likes tulips. Okay. Um we have a thing, whenever I get her like roses, mm-hmm. um, there's a significance to a single white rose, and that was a part of our, our wedding ceremony. Um, and so that's what I get her on the anniversaries and stuff like that. But she just she's you know, she likes flowers. So I just I, I try and I know the colors she likes and stuff. So
0: any organic Valentine's Day treats since this is the year, first year you've done I uh, didn't do way.
2: anything for food. No. Yeah.
0: By the way, Leslie and the and the girls did not bring me an organic. No pie? pie? No, I know. I know. No pie? I'm like, yeah. It was like Uh-oh. I was crying the whole time. Uh, not good. <laughs> They're so busy. I, I was teasing them. Of course, I love to tease them. Uh, but I, I imagine there will be pie at the RSB Show family reunion. I'm sure there will be. Uh, in June, uh, 14th through 16th. In in, uh, Joplin, Missouri, basically, uh, plan for that. Uh, Also, if you uh, realize this weekend is coming up, it's so fast there. The Trinity Health Freedom Expo, the virtual expo, it's this weekend, the 17th and 18th. And boy, oh boy, is it going to be amazing. Those of you who couldn't make it and those of you who were even with us outside of Chicago last year, it is something that you couldn't see all of it. Now you have the opportunity to do so for as little, it's just like 35 bucks for three months of access. I keep saying that's like one of the best deals ever. And I'm just so excited that uh, you guys will have access to a lot of the great presentations and more and even new stuff that's being submitted, like by a friend, Dr. Carolyn Dean and others. So uh, be part of that. As we look through the upcoming events tab at the Robert Scott Bell Show website, robertscottbell.com, we have the Health and Freedom Summit, uh, Judy Mikevich, Peter McCullough, and others. The Warners are hosting that March 7th through 10th in the Atlanta area. And then the following weekend, the 14th through the 17th, we have the next steps conference. Thanks to Tia Severino and her amazing work to uh, provide a parallel track moving forward in various fields and endeavors, from health to other things, economics, you name it. And and uh, our friend John Bush, who I haven't seen in years, is going to be there presenting as well, and uh, even more. It's so exciting. So uh, that's uh, next steps uh, Please plan on being there for one or all of the days. That's going to be amazing. What? Oh my gosh. I just, I don't know if you heard that.
2: I heard something. What was that?
0: I got like, it was the voice of a goddess yelling (laughs) down to my studio. I'm making you a pie. Oh, this is like, Oh my gosh. Life is so much better with pie. Um, uh, and, of course, Leslie says we will have pie at the family reunion, too, of course. And, you know, that. So it, what look,
2: kind of. Now, this is nice. Is this what? is this a Valentine's Day pie that she's making for you?
0: A pair, well, it happens to be on Valentine's Day. I don't know what that means. Ex- uh, technically. Uh, what, what
2: did you what did you get her?
0: Uh, a, a, a dragon. A dragon. A beautiful kind of crystally dragon. She's the year of the dragon. She loves dragons.
2: Wow. That's yeah. cool. It's well, actually we'll a dragon paint,
0: it's... painted on a bowling ball. Who am I kidding? But it's There you go. I, see, I knew away. the
2: bowling ball was going to be in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> and I got Either that or, or
2: vacuum, one or the other. Well, right? I
0: put dragon stickers on the vacuum. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. You guys are like, what a cad. How dare you? You're awful. I know. I know. Back in the doghouse, I don't even have dogs. Anyway, my wife is making me a pie. That means I'm not. It's, I, I must nice. have done something okay. Dude, uh, that's so cool. Thank you for that, honey. Uh, let's see what else we got um, on tap here. I, I'm really wanting to avoid this first story. I like just chatting with you about happy stuff, oh. uh, because this first story is just disgusting. This hour, it really is. And you know, going back to New York, not just New York City, but New York the state, right? And the Democratic domination of that state is anything but democracy supporting. I mean, you want to talk about violating the rights of parents everywhere? and assaulting children everywhere in New York State. This is the story. This is the article. Here it is in the Defender, New York's proposed minor consent law, dangerous and misleading. And this is a story by Suzanne Burdick, PhD, who we've covered from uh, the Defender. New York State lawmakers are weighing legislation that would allow any child or teen under 18 to seek out and consent to medical treatment including vaccines, dental procedures, hospitalization, and even surgery without parental consent. This is known as AB or Assembly Bill A6761 introduced by New York Assembly Member Karinas or Karines Reyes, Democrat from the Bronx, would also allow Medicaid funds to pay for procedures and drugs administered to children. Now, the ACLU of New York is uh, saying it's all about ensuring that all youth have quality access to quality care, but no, that's that's a ruse, that's a scam, that's a, a, a real, it's a fundamental violation of parental rights and authority to, to, you know, take care of their kids and protect them from dangerous drugs, vaccines, and surgical procedures that are not needed. And there is a critic. There are critics. John Gilmore from Autism Action Network says the bill's biggest problem is that it allows any medical procedure to be done to children of any age without parental knowledge or consent. That's the kicker. And the active summary, though, is really deceiving because it says it allows homeless youth to give effective consent to certain medical, dental, health and hospital services. So the way the summary goes, it's kind of like anybody wanting to uh, read, um, let's say, scientific literature, And all you do is you read the summary, right? Well, it could be indicative of something. But if you don't go into the the body of the whole thing, you're going to miss the fact that the summary had almost nothing to do in many cases with actually what was concluded because there was another agenda there. And that's the point of this agenda in New York State as the pharmaceutical industrial complex, the medical authorities, uh, ACLU doesn't believe in parental authority, apparently. New York is saying, hey, you know, this is just for homeless kids. Yeah, well, who's going to be against that,
2: right? You know, hold on to your hat, Mm because this is the part that got me. Apparently, there's some some language in the bill that it actually says that an infant, (laughs) an infant can give consent. Yeah. You can't make it up. What? But, but it, no, it's
0: only a homeless infant, Super Don. What do you <laughs> What?
2: what? Oh, huh? I, like, I mean, is this actual language in the bill? They actually show this here. A provider shall not disclose information about any medical, dental, health, and or hospital services that an infant has consented to, themselves, <laughs> yeah. to such infant's parent or guardian without such infant's authorization.
0: An infant making Are sense. you kidding me? Yeah. But it's only what? for homeless infants. No, I mean, folks, what in the world? I mean, and how can I just say if you happen to align with the Democrat Party, that's fine. I don't hate you any more than I hate somebody who's aligned with the Republican Party. I think both parties are corrupt. We need to look at individuals. But when a party participates in something as as horrendous and heinous as this, you gotta go, like Bobby Kennedy has said. I can't participate in that party anymore, at least in New York, otherwise. So
2: I don't, I don't understand how they would put that. I mean, of, of all of the stuff that's in that bill, we've seen yeah. them try and do this sort of thing before, mm-hmm. but I mean, who would put that kind of language in the bill? Well, a, I, an infant? I mean, you go, Hello, little baby. Would you yeah. like a, a vaccine? I think, you know, this
0: I, is to, I think this is to cover the fact that what goes on in hospitals is that they take these infants away from parents the moment they're born, and they want to give them a Hep B shot? Yeah, but how, do how does a,
2: how does an infant give consent to anything?
0: Well, how does a twelve year old get consent? Or well, at t- least
2: a twelve year old can speak. Yeah, you but know? Still, I, I mean, oh, dude, really, an infant can't give consent.
0: Remember the, you know, this may go to places that some people don't want to consider, and it's I'm not the only one that has said this, but if you start lowering the age of consent for medical interventions and procedures. How can it not be then said by an adult who wants to have, let's say, illicit relationships with a minor that says, well, they're old enough to consent to surgery. So they're clearly old enough to consent. Well, to. Well, listen,
2: you, you, I, I understand what you're saying, because you've heard arguments going in the other direction where mm-hmm. it's like, well, if you're old enough to drink, yeah. if you're old enough to drive, right, you're old enough to vote. But in this case, I still I can't I can't seem to get past the the if, if the infant consents yeah. to the, the infants can't consent. This is a, like a power grab.
0: This is this is about turning kids over to the pharmaceutical industrial complex that owns and controls the Democrat Party. And in many ways, they own a lot of Republicans, too. So don't get me wrong. This is not just a partisan issue. It just happens to be primarily that in New York and places where you have a supermajority. There are bad things when you have a supermajority Republicans, too. I think there's an important point to push and pull, but uh, that's, you know, something that uh, we can talk about another time. But this bill, if you're in New York, uh, man, I, I don't know if you have the capacity to vote out a Democrat and put a Republican in in this case. Uh, because well, If so-
2: nothing else, there needs to be some some demonstrations going on yeah. here. You remember, I mean, what was that in New York or was it in Jersey? Uh, Jersey, yeah, they fought back that yeah. huge one where they were they were so loud outside that they were trying to conduct business inside the 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 state assembly or whatever that was like that, and they yeah. couldn't do it because it was so loud the the noise. I mean, come on.
0: The question is, if you're a parent, and you have a kid. Do you feel good about that? Would you align yourself with the state, saying your kid can leave you, defy you, and get a procedure that you did? De- you not only disagree with, but you may have determined is very dangerous to the life, health and and future of your child. Like, no, 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 the, the infant can, can figure that out. As I said, I don't believe that many people who are teenagers really are that mature. Look, I'll go back to my, even at 18, I was mature about a lot of stuff, but there's some stuff. I don't think I would understood fully the repercussions of, of certain actions. That's why there are things called minors that are not allowed to enter contracts before the age of majority, as they say. Typically, that's been 18, with some exception. You know, Sometimes they've done it otherwise, 17 or whatever, with other mitigating circumstances. But still, as I said, it's not too far afield to say that these are written by people that don't have concern, in fact, want to be able to absolve their desires to do things with kids that kids are not of the age to consent to. And not just, med- uh, that's why I say, I don't think it's a stretch to make those assessments and go, this is not only about that. They wanna destroy parental authority. Ninth Amendment stuff, it's just horrific. 10th Amendment, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in New York and if you're standing your ground, please stop this thing. This is just
2: uh, outrageous as an I can't imagine how that could pass yeah. with that, that that language in it. I just, mm-hmm. we'll have to keep tabs on this thing. Yeah. You know, real quick, before before we move on to the next story, we did have a question from uh, Rumble. i like okay. to get to these when we—oh, well, first off here, I didn't see you did that there. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: It was just a comment, you
2: know. Steve.
0: How do they give consent? By crying? By cooing? By, you know. Yeah, exactly. Consent. No, I'm, it's yeah. a good question. It's like, yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I, I need some clarification. I
0: the, the baby moved its head. I mean— Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it waved at me. I mean,
2: it didn't say no. It didn't say no, exactly. Right. Was like, all right. I mean, because, all right. Exactly. So, okay. over on Rumble, Julie has a question. You mind if we just take a quick question sure. of the day? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we're good.
0: It's just you and me today, this hour. So,
2: all right. Julie Davis mm-hmm. uh, over on Rumble says, I have a friend who is fighting pancreatic cancer and asked me this morning if I knew of something that works well for constipation. What would you recommend? And uh, thanks for all the wonderful info. Okay. Pancreatic right. cancer. You so, know, I, first yeah. thing I would I would just let me just throw it in here. You have a yeah. friend who's fighting pancreatic cancer. How is your friend fighting the pancreatic cancer?
0: Yeah, well, that is a big question because most of it's done with uh, you know toxic chemo, Whipple procedures, surgical procedures that have not a, a good track record. Remember, and if you're new to the show, which you might be watching on Rumble, one of my dearest friends in the whole world, no longer with us, uh, passed away a few years ago mysteriously, uh, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez. What was his claim to fame among many things? He was able to help people overcome pancreatic cancer, the devastating, fastest moving cancer. It's the worst one, right, of them all. And he was able to save people's lives, right, left, and center. Uh, And some of those patients are alive almost 30 years later, and they did not engage in any chemo, radiation, or even surgery. And so I would uh, urge you to look into uh, dr-gonzalez.com, the Nicholas J. Gonzalez Foundation, Um, Dr. Nick's, uh, uh, wife, uh, still championing for her husband who has passed and helping other doctors to tap into this. So there are the guardians, not of the galaxy, but the Gonzalez guardians, we call them (laughs) that are basically carrying on that tradition. So please look up Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, pancreatic cancer, and you will find another way if, if, if your friend would avail themselves of that therapy or those therapies, there are people out there helping you, including uh, let's see, Dr. Tony Jimenez, our friend, Dr. Tony is one of them.
2: So, uh, as far as the constipation goes,
0: constipation, one of the things, of course, magnesium, magnesium can be taken to tolerance, bowel tolerance, and it can cause loose stools and you can move on, move things on through. And I don't recommend doing it to t- intolerance because that's not comfortable, but at the same time, it's better than some other drugs that they use to, to cause, you know, things to kind of move on through. You can use things like cascara sagrada and, uh, Let's see, what is some Senna? Those can create cramping as well. It's not so comfortable to do that. Uh, but homeopathically, I've talked about uh, you know various remedies, uh, podophyllum, uh, colonsonia. Gosh, I, I don't know if one of the homeopathic hits of the day, lycopodium, can help. Anything that helps the liver to do its job, hydrating more efficiently. Of course, if you're going through chemo, that's devastating and it can dry things out the body, the liver. So toxic, it's just drying out fecal matter. So it doesn't interface with the body at all. And that creates more constipation as well. So echo water, hydrogen, that would be wonderful as well. Um, There are a number of homeopathic remedies that are available. We do the homeopathic hits of the day and super Don, you, you, you put them up for our Patreon supporters in one place. Or is it on the on the webpage for one place, all the various homeopathics? On
2: Patreon, I just upload them. So okay. people get notified when I when I up the, upload those. I'm yeah. a little bit behind on those, but yeah, that's where they go.
0: Okay. So and every day when we do a homeopathic hit, you can you can download them from each show, but they're built into the whole show as opposed to being separated out for a Patreon supporter. So that's another thing. Also, right. um, consider becoming a Patreon supporter and you can join us on February twenty fourth, Saturday. And that will be the next Zoom AMA, that's the Ask Me Anything, that we do a couple hours each month. This one's gonna be at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Yep. And so suggest to your friend or you can join us if you have if they're on Rumble. As little as $4.99 a month, you can pay a whole thing in a year and you get access to all kinds of things, including interviews well ahead of the time we air them, like uh, this coming Sunday's interview with Judy Mikovits that I conducted at the Autism Health Summit and uh, that's already available for patron supporters. You'll have to wait till Sunday if you're not, and you'll see it there and, and a whole lot of other stuff. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful to you. Uh, let's see. What else can I talk about here? Oh, castor oil. Yeah, castor oil too. You know, aloe, um, aloe alo, alo, uh, is good too. Aloe gut recovery yeah. protocol can help yeah. clear the system. And that chapter is available for free on my of my book that I wrote with Ty Bollinger, which I still need to update. I know there's not enough time in the day. Slacker. Or maybe I'm just slacker. Yeah, Super Don could be. All right, any other questions coming through?
2: No, we're good at the moment.
0: Okay, what did we got? We Are Changed Tampa is writing something in here. Dim, dindolimethane supplement recommended by Sloan Kettering for estrogen implicate cancers like pancreatic, helping to balance hormones. Okay, that wasn't specific to um, constipation, though. Yeah. Leslie, you don't have permission to not come to the AMA. You're driving to KC for a memorial for a friend that went to be with Yahweh yesterday. Well, again, that's a legitimate excuse other than if you're in the car and you want to join us by the phone, you can still do that. We make that available to. That you might just, be you know.
2: distracting though.
0: Yeah. Well, no, if it's at the actual service, of course, that again, legitimate excuse, I'll give that. She had to pick the one thing I had to go. Well, that's a legitimate excuse, of course. Uh so, I know cuz Leslie would be there if she could. So uh, let's go to Alaska, and we learn of something called Alaska Pox. You know, I try I, to keep up on things.
2: I thought this was a joke. Right. Alaska Pox, yes. It's like, whatever, Alaska Pox.
0: They confirm, apparently, according to this New York Post article, the first fatal case of Alaska Pox. Now, the first fatal case of Alaska Pox, and you'll see that, The second paragraph reveals to you that Alaska pox was probably not the real cause, just like COVID, not the real cause, in an elderly immunocompromised man. There's your clue. When you are very old and immunocompromised, you can die of a yeast infection. You can die of a a mild head cold. You can die of constipation. You can name it, and then they're going to go, hey, look, we got this thing called Alaska pox. Let's, Let's, you know, do a uh, 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 let's say a rapid, what would we call it, a warp speed to find an Alaska pox kind of uh, vaccine next. And he's one of only seven reported with Alaska pox. Uh, this was announced uh, last Friday. Um, people should not necessarily be concerned, but more aware, according to Julia Rogers, a state epidemiologist. Um, they say it's a double-stranded DNA virus, which comes from the same genus as smallpox, monkeypox, and cowpox was first identified in an adult in Fairbanks, Alaska in 2015. The most common in small mammals, and of course the small mammal they're targeting here. Somebody hates cats. They think it came from a cat that might have eaten a rodent, which ate a
2: flea. I don't know. I mean this is where it goes so so far afield. I'm surprised they didn't bring a pangolin and a bat.
0: Yeah. Because Uh, interesting in this article they acknowledge they well the cat tested negative for the virus, but Hey, the virus could have been <laughs> on its claws. I'm like, dude, do you understand? Have you ever seen a cat? Do you know that cats lick themselves all over, including their claws? You're telling me that the cat didn't lick its claws. It just used it on an animal and, and and then ate the animal that it probably got it from, but didn't get it. And the claws had it, but the cat didn't have it, but the claw, and he scratched the guy and he got monkey. Uh, Alaska. I'm telling you, dude, I've been pointing these things out, these absurdities. But hey, North, what are you? Who are you? Radical ra- homeopath with a show, right? You don't know nothing. You know it's like listen to these authoritarian dodo heads at your own risk. Just like through COVID, and you'll find that they're making sh- stuff up like this to totally frighten you. And they I'm- analyzed this guy and they said, well, he tested positive for cowpox. Oh, for cowpox, going back, you know, to the early part of the 20th century that's what they used to use for the you know the the smallpox vaccine cowpox and this would create a lot of devastation a lot of people including my mentor in homeopathy and then they use the homeopathic variolinum to, to counteract it which we have the ability to do so
2: there's the alaska pox there
0: right so it's different from cowpox and chickenpox because it happened in alaska <laughs> or it comes yeah. with frozen ice cubes i you know i i think we we are really dealing with in fact i will say I know. And you're like, super Don, what do you know? Right. How do you know? Yeah. I'll just say, okay, I think this is my perspective. You don't have to agree, but when you have a severely immunocompromised anything or anyone, any number of things can dysregulate cellular dysregulation is the result. Now they'd like to blame it on viruses. And, and again, the argument about virus or no virus is that you typically can't just scrape the tissue and go, Hey, look, the virus, it's under the microscope. We see it. They have to take that tissue and then alter it, and change it, and mix it, and spin it. Da 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 da. And then they go, "Hey, we found it." And so, how is it evidence that it was the cause as opposed to maybe something that existed in some other form as de- uh, in the debris field when the cells dysregulate in the absence of adequate selenium, uh, poor circulation. Uh, too much, you know, toxic burden in the body and the cells, et cetera. And then things happen and they want to blame a pathogen because that means they have an ability to develop a vaccine for it or a drug for it. So it's all economically motivated. And the, you know, the study of virology, is primarily, hey, how do we develop vaccines for things that we want to say cause stuff, and if we can't prove they cause stuff, we'll just say it anyway, and we'll make a vaccine for it, even there's no actual proof it's the cause. And look, even with the controversy that I acknowledge with HIV, talking with Judy Mikovits, and she worked with all of that stuff, she acknowledged that it wasn't the cause of AIDS. That... You know, anything that that it could be purported to do could only happen in someone who's so severely dysregulated and immunocompromised that, again, they could die of anything. A hangnail that becomes infected, they have no immune system left. And then the antibiotics are not working. On and on it goes. So, again, stop it with the cowpox, monkeypox, and smallpox. We already have in homeopathy ways to deal with it. Silver uh, can stop, you know, if you're afraid of viruses in a bioactive form. There's so many things we can do without being afraid. And the fear makes it worse anyway. So— do you have th- more to
2: talk about I Alaska think pox? it's cool because yeah. yeah. I had never heard of Alaska pox before mm-hmm. like I said I, it's kind of fun to say so I you know I looked into it and did you know yeah that every state has its own disease you know you, you have like a state flower <laughs> state you have a flag. state animal you have a state did you know did you, did you know did you know this
0: Dude, you know what? The things you bring to the Robert Scott Bell show overwhelm me sometimes. I mean, I don't know how you figure and find I'm this just, stuff. Well, to-
2: look, I, I I'm curious. I like to, to find to be- stuff out. So listen, right. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little test here with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you the symptoms of the disease, mm-hmm. and I want you to try and, and guess what state it's from. Okay. okay, and then I'll let you, because they all, you know, Alaska pox, it's cool. Is get but,
0: me in trouble with people in the state that you're going to I don't think, well, look look, look,
2: look, here, let's, let's try this one. I'll give you an easy one We here. did
0: not rehearse this. I don't know what's going on I'll right I'll give now.
2: you an easy one here. Here's the symptoms of it. Okay. Uh, the symptom is a cheese obsession so severe you start seeing everything in shades of cheddar and gouda. All right, so if I'm
0: going to tell you this is Wisconsin pox, would I be right?
2: It would be Wisconsinitis. Wisconsin, I'd actually, say. actually. See, right. look, you 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 did good there. All right, so let's try it. another I, one. I understand where you're going. All let's right. try another one here. Um, right. An uncontrollable flow of enthusiasm for all things outdoors, organic, and artisanal. And symptoms include a persistent urge to wear flannel, brew craft beer, and convert any available space into a community garden.
0: Okay, uh, my how would I call this? Uh, Colorado worms.
2: <laughs> no, it's actually it's Oregonorrhea.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, ow. Yes, yes, I'm glad
0: I didn't guess that. All I'm right, so here, here's
2: <laughs> here, here, here's a, here's another one. Here, a feverish obsession with potatoes in all of their forms, leading to spud-induced hallucinations and dreams of vast, unending fields of tubers.
0: Uh, Idaho psychosis.
2: It's Ida fluenza. You were out. you were close. You were close. I like this. This I like this one here. Uh, this one.
0: Playing, hey, look, Super People are playing along look the chat room. they got view. it
2: there. But it's you know what? You get bonus points if you come up with the actual name of the disease.
0: That's like yeah. I'm All right, crying. here we go.
2: Yeah. The, here here's another one. The incessant need to remind people there's more to your state than just flat land and tornadoes.
0: Flat land and tornadoes. Uh, uh. Oklahoma cloud cover.
2: No, actually it's called Kanzich. 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 All right, I've got one last got one here. One last one. <laughs> All right, here we go. No. Uh symptom, the overwhelming urge to go hiking, biking or skiing on any given day, coupled with a strange fascination for naming kids with unique spellings.
0: I'm I'm coming back to uh uh Colorado Phonicitis. Uh,
2: it's Utahthritis. Utahthritis. Yes. Gosh. See, I never heard of those either. But apparently, every state has its own uh, has its own disease. pretty cool.
0: That is funny. That is awesome, dude. And and you know, from uh, Alaska pox to all of these uh, new name state level diseases, uh, it's not a surprise that they'll probably come out with pox in every state if they could get away with it. Indeed. And as they say, a pox on your house uh, is like a curse in a modern day context. And I don't want that to occur anywhere or for anyone. So let's go to Oregon now. you mentioned Oregon. You're there. Yes. Apparently there is something going on in Oregon. The rec- the return of the bubonic plague in Oregon. Where's the da-da-da? That didn't happen, huh? I thought you'd be ready with that one. You're looking for it now, right? Let me say it. Oregon. <laughs> And guess what? It was likely caused by a cat. (laughs) Once again, the dog lovers are writing these stories.
2: Now, this this really, this is what caught my eye Mm -hmm. uh, because- Look at that sweet cat pictured there. In the previous situation there with the Alaska pox, Mm -hmm. they blamed it on a cat. Yeah. And now bubonic plague in Oregon.
0: Where's Deschutes County? Is that how you say it?
2: Deschutes. Deschutes Deschutes County? Yeah.
0: Uh, last week, a resident has not been ben- identified, has been diagnosed with a plague, state's first human case in eight years, individual likely infected by their cat. Again, why do cats are just so easy to pick on. And right? then, how
2: do you like this here? Just below that is a time ad with a dog. See, a look at the the it, dog right? I I is like, I told you. This is I a, told yeah. you not to get the cat.
0: This is a dog agenda. <laughs> uh, let's see. Disease often spread through a bite from an infected flea or contact with an infected animal. Human to human transmission can occur, but it's rare. Now, the thing about the bubonic plague, unlike when it wiped out a third of the population of Europe um, back in the 1300s, is now we have these antimicrobial drugs known as antibiotics because it's primarily considered a bacterial overwhelming scenario. But we have silver. We have homeopathy. We have other things that can defeat plague that don't require you resorting to chemo, even as it's called an antibiotic. So the concern here is not that there's going to be a recurrence of bubonic plague unless we were all living in filth and squalor and, and, you know, uh, a darkened sky by you know, the burning of wood and coal everywhere, right? And that creates a whole host of problems, including perhaps plague and, uh, you know, rats running around eating, you know, the sewage that's running in the street. So uh, even if there's an, a confirmed case once in a while, it's not likely to explode into something bigger. But remember, this is why you listen to the Robert Bell Show, so you don't have to panic for all of these things. You have options, even as I said, the last resort should be an antibiotic, not the first, second or third, although that's where we are with the medical monopoly even today. Most people would run and hold play. Oh, I got to do it. Well, I'm not afraid. I've got the homeopathics. I've got the silver. We've got other things to modulate immunity and care for that in that regard. How, if you want to use an antibiotic, I'm not going to stand in your way. That's not that's my point. We're we're freedom consistent. Here. And
2: if should you yeah. find yourself in a situation where yeah. you need to do that, there's things that you can do to to repair that. Yeah. You know uh, in fact yeah one of my
0: friends at the gym i mentioned at the kickboxing gym uh, you know i think i mentioned her last week too or t- a couple of weeks ago about that she didn't call me she had this respiratory thing that went to pneumonia and then she resorted to an antibiotic because nothing was working i said you didn't call me you didn't call me you didn't call me you didn't t-. i'm like i tell people and i and look i give people leeway they don't want they they think i'm just kidding sometimes when i say please reach out to me i don't want you to have to go down that road if you, if you can avoid it and, and no, some people are reluctant to do that because they don't want to ask for help. And so then they end up in trouble and they go back to the doctor. But uh, this is a, another case in point where you have options that you might not be aware of. And so if you listen to the show and you know of those options and your friends don't, are you willing to share the show? Are you willing to do like my friend at the, 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 the kickboxing gym told me she did to call up the wife of a husband who's saying, I'm making sure that she gets the COVID shot even though you know she shouldn't and she doesn't want to, and you say, you may have saved your life. Being willing to speak out, you risk, yes, being considered rude or uh, not minding your own business, but that can be easily overcome. Relative scheme of things, that's minor compared to the, 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 the hazard of getting an injection or a drug that you don't really need to resort to and ending up with lifelong chronicities or even death due to medical iatrogenicide. I think I would rather take the risk of upsetting someone unintentionally and making them mad at me or having them get mad at me for not minding my my own business. And I I do, you know what I respect people's autonomy. I really do. I don't want to mandate what I do to everybody else. I I just want to encourage people to consider it and maybe they make their own decision that that I feel is better for them. And that's cool. But if they don't, I'm not going to condemn them. I'm not going to hate them. That's not the point. But the risk is, of course, you'll upset somebody. And Super Don, you've never done that. You've never crossed the line and so somebody said, do you mind your own business?
2: It's been a little while.
0: Yeah, but it's been a <laughs> while. I think we've all been there and done that. I, uh, and that's yeah. why we don't like to do that. Yeah. But there are times. There, you know, Listen, when- there are
2: times you just, you're going to say what you say, especially if you happen to be one of those people that, you know, um, likes to keep it real. And, you know, in a, in a situation like what you're describing, mm-hmm. Even though other people may disagree with you, if you personally yourself feel like somebody is about to do something that could cause themselves harm or could kill them or something like that, of course, you know, why would of course you're gonna say something. Mm-hmm. And it's coming from a good place. You know this was it, Steve
0: commenting much earlier in the show, and I thought, oh yeah, this is a great comment no. that could bring back up here. Yeah. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Similarly, friends don't let friends take bioweapon injections,
2: right? If you I mean, saw a uh, lady walking across the street and it looked like she was going to hit by a car, would you just go, eh, I'm not going to say anything because somebody might, you know,
0: yeah, you respect her freedom that something. much? Uh, no. Right? That's going a little bit <laughs> Yeah,
2: you're going to say something. So, yeah. you know, you, you can't. Uh,
0: Diane must be from Oregon. She loved my pronunciation of when I said <laughs> Desh- sh-
2: what How did you say it? Deschutes? Deschutes,
0: Deschutes? Deschutes? or something I said. Yeah. And you said it's Deschutes? Deschutes. County? Deschutes. I mean, you're, I'm not an Oregonian. I didn't know, but I'm glad I made your day, Diane. Thank you. <laughs> Trying to pronounce, th- pronounce things. <laughs>
2: pronounce? Oh, my gosh. Where's I got Mala? it. I'm in trouble now. Oh, my god! You gosh. mispronounced pronounce.
0: <laughs> How bad is that? I mean, that's just like a new low for you, Robert. I mean, this is that's crazy. great. I think I'm just upset with all the blaming the cats thing. You know. There you go. That must be the case. All right. Amendment to ban vaccine mandates on airline flights passes a U.S. Senate committee. Oh, this is an interesting thing. It's amazing that we have to to do that because, you know, if you're required to have a vaccine certificate, does that not mean the airline is now able to violate HIPAA or privacy and know your medical status? I mean, did anybody have I know a lot of people here had a problem with that, but that's kind of one of the things in this amendment that talks about. The measure was sponsored by Missouri U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt. He says the amendment would protect all Americans, regardless of vaccine status, from being forced to share private medical info with an airline before boarding a plane. Schmidt added in a written statement that draconian vaccine mandates pushed by the Biden administration and by Democrats have no place in today's world. His amendment was added to the FAA reauthorization bill, which now goes before the full Senate. Watch the Democrats oppose this. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to pick on them but right now. Come on, dude. Really? Yeah, and and here's where Remember, we opened the show pretty much about uh, Trump going, Trump, you really need to acknowledge the wrong that happened with Warp Speed and the vaccines and and apologize. Here's where Trump wouldn't need to apologize because despite what we feel about him and the Operation Warp Speed and all of that stuff, he would not have mandated it. He would not have been behind a mandate. That is a distinct difference. And that rises to the level of we can't, you know, participate anymore right we can go we can forgive a lot with someone we mostly agree with on uncertainty and then other things we don't but when you when it comes to violating fundamental freedoms of bodily autonomy the right to care for yourself that's where the democrats a lot by and large have lost me in any way where i'd be sympathetic to them you know in certain areas as, as we super d conservative leaning libertarians we mostly want the government out of our lives. We don't like it when they force us to do things. We don't think it's appropriate. We don't like them when they prohibit us from doing things that we feel are appropriate for us. And I think that's a fair you know, kind of bottom line where if you're left or you're right, wouldn't you wanna to come together and agree on that? Well, apparently not. And so where the Dems are, are falling down on whatever freedom that they might claim to support, they're falling down on bodily autonomy, and, of course, protection of children when they believe parents shouldn't have the authority, the final say that the government should. That's a very dangerous place to be, especially you Democrats. Remember, you're not always going to control the government. What happens when a Republican takes over and starts you know, banning things you don't want banned? You set the precedent. And this is where you have an immature perspective. And, and both Dems and Republicans are guilty of this. They're like yeah. when their player or their team is in power, they want that power. When the other teams, they don't want that the power to be there. Our founders said, you don't want the power to be there ever in the government. You want it to rest with the people and the states, respectively, if you will, 10th Amendment stuff. So I just point this out that um, it isn't me being I hate Democrats and I love Republicans. But on many of these issues, it, it's hard to find any common ground with Democrats con- currently, as you know, even Bobby Kennedy is a. Democrat his whole life acknowledged. So I just want to make that clear. And for those of you who have critical thinking skills, you can hear what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, All right, who makes health decisions for you? And when I say who, I'm not asking who, I'm saying the WHO. Oh. Yeah, this is the article also from The Defender, originally from the Alliance for Natural Health and our buddy, Dr. Robert Burkirk, PhD. And I think he will be at the big uh, event from the Inspired uh, group that is coming together in Geneva, Switzerland, like May 30th, June 1st timeframe. And it uh, looks like I'll be there. Uh, Dr. Verkirk will be there and Mel for, Melanie Aldridge as well from Alliance for Natural Health. Um, this headline, think the WHO shouldn't make decisions about your health. You must be a conspiracy theorist. Like how is that still working anymore? To use those two terms together, does that really dissuade people by calling them conspiracy theorists, I, except for all the most closed-minded, disconnected, cognitively dissonant people on planet Earth? Really? If you're called a conspiracy theorist or if you know somebody who is, does that automatically dismiss them Is that the same way it might have used to? As negotiations over the WHO's international health regulations and pandemic treaty reach fever pitch, Rob Verkirk, PhD, examines why the plan is so controversial, why it transgresses medical ethics, principles, and fundamental rights, and why its detractors get labeled conspiracy theorists. So we got some bullet points things to point out here, negotiating time over the IHR uh, uh, pandemic treaties running out, misinformation, disinformation happening everywhere. Even on what we call our side, sometimes they can exaggerate things, maybe for effect, maybe not. Fundamental to the proposal is the notion of moving the locus of control from the individual, sidestepping the physician and putting faceless, unelected and unaccountable bureaucrats in charge of health during times of international international public health, emergencies and pandemics even wrongfully declared. The WHO's plan is to, is to claim to be all about equity and fairness. Run, run from those terms because the way they use them, it's basically a, a code word for communism, but it runs contrary to many fundamental principles of human rights and longstanding principles of medical ethics. And the current negotiations are fundamentally undemocratic and most elected representatives who have spoken out have found themselves isolated and branded as conspiracy theorists. So, super Don, this question for you, seriously: Does it have the same effect to use those two words together as it once did, or is it losing its impact? What, what say you, my my brother, my producer?
2: Um, I I think at this point, this is just my perception. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't done a a poll or a survey. <laughs> yes, I get the survey feeling said. though that mm-hmm. those are words that do not uh, have the power that they used to. And the reason for that is that a lot of what was considered conspiracy theories, especially over the last three or four years, yeah, have proven themselves to be true. That doesn't mean all, quote, conspiracy theories. Oh, yes, true, it but, does,
0: and you know it. But a lot of
2: them <laughs> yes. have it, mm-hmm. people have seen. Right. Right? In plain sight. On the Internet. On TV. So there are people now that have embraced Mm -hmm. (laughs) the term, which is smart. It's very smart to do that. Wear it, right? Right? I'm a conspiracy theorist.
0: Super Don, you and I have talked about this many times over the years, and you have basically, I don't want to overpaint you as a skeptic, right? But a, a healthy skeptic. You do not like it when people just believe everything they see or read, and I think that's a healthy place to be. Yet the reality is, as you pointed out, many of the things that were called conspiracy theories turned out to be actually correct and factual. And more often than not, the things that we were derided for during COVID, we were correct from the the word go when I first brought some of these things up. And, And so it isn't so easy to dismiss people with those two words put together. To your point, though, it doesn't mean everything that people say is real is real. But you can't outright dismiss it just because an authority figure calls it not real because it's just a conspiracy theory. So I think those two words together have worn out their ability to dissuade people anymore. In fact, it might intrigue people more than dissuade them from looking into it. Maybe I'm overstating it, but I have a sense that that may be the case now having come through the COVID crazy years that we're still, you know, the hangover is still lingering.
2: Yeah, and it, I think it probably will for a while still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to, to unpack on that what we've what we've been through. Yeah. It's not something that goes away immediately. So
0: no, but what does go away comes back again. That is the homeopathic <clears throat> hit. We leave it each day, but we come back to it the next when the live show happens again, which is happening right now. For those of you listening live on the 14th of February, 2024, or later as a podcast or on Rumble, as a rerun or whatever it ends up being, uh, it's time for the homeopathic hit and boys, at golden today.
1: Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert
2: Scott Bell Show
0: all right the bright and shiny homeopathic hit of the day is orum metallicum if you know latin that's gold folks that is gold and yes it's real money yes it's also real medicine and it is a trace element that does exist in the natural world i've talked about getting it largely from bee pollen if you get it from alaska speaking of alaska pox how about something good from alaska bee pollen from Alaska where there's a rich gold source that the bees have access to and you can get dietary gold. But what about the homeopathic form? And here it is in the PDF. Super Don has it and you can go further in the various materials medica. Uh, this is a hard one to constrain because there's a lot of cool stuff that gold or aura metallicum does. It's considered the remedy for depression and high blood pressure, but that's just not doing it justice. So as we go from the headline to the introduction to the origin and all of that, we'll go further today with this. So the homeopathic hit or Metallicum, the remedy often used for deep-seated depression, feelings of despair, and high blood pressure. And as you'll learn in this segment, even more. Origin, it's gold. It's gold! Now, you can't dilute gold in water. In fact, they find gold underneath sunken treasure treasure, chests and ships, you know, for thousands of years old, and the gold is still there. Why? It doesn't give up its stuff very easily. It's very resilient. So to make gold into a homeopathic remedy through the process of serial dilution, and succussion, you have to go through trituration processes. But now you need to read into the pharmacopeia uh, as to the description of how to do that. I'm not going to go into that with this homeopathic hit. But as we go through the physical characteristics, it's known for its effectiveness in treating high blood pressure and heart-related issues. Yeah, that's part of it, especially when these conditions are linked to emotional stress or depression. It's also indicated for cases of rheumatoid arthritis and other degenerative conditions that affect the bones and joints, including other autoimmune conditions and cancer. (gasps) Did I say that? Yes. I would not want to be without orum Metallicum in cancer recovery protocols. It's not the only thing I would do, but that's something I would do. And it has a positive impact on also sexual reproductive issues as well. Mentally, key mental symptoms include deep depression, feelings of worthlessness, suicidal thoughts. Often individuals who are self-critical and have high expectations of themselves. It's also, again, helpful with addiction. So primary uses as we go back and hit it and hit it again, particularly effective for managing severe depression and feelings of guilt, despair, and especially when these feelings are linked to personal failures or self-perceived inadequacies, high blood pressure and heart issues used in cases of those scenarios exacerbated by emotional stress. Now, remember, you can use Oram Metallicum. As a homeopathic, you can find it in food, some foods like bee pollen from Alaska that's higher, sometimes California areas where gold has been known to be part of the soil there. And uh, as well, uh, colloidal gold or the gold hydrosol, which I'm excited one day they'll have at Natural Immunogenics, which can also help with IQ issues as well. Used in cases of high blood pressure, heart conditions may be exacerbated by emotional stress. Now, rheumatoid arthritis indicated for these degenerative conditions of the skeletal system, bones and joints, and where the emotional component is significant, also other autoimmune conditions. You can utilize it daily as a 6X, a 10X, a 12C, whatever, and uh, just, you know, hit it for when those symptoms manifest safely. You can counter it. If you're going for the deep level, high potencies, please consult with a healthcare provider, homeopath, uh, to go into some really deep-seated depression issues like that, 200C, 1M, LMs, and things like that. Other remedies to consider. And again, this is I, I had to throw extras in here because gold does a lot, Orem Metallicum. There are other remedies that can cross into the orum space, including nat- natrum Muriaticum, which can help with deep emotional pain and grief that manifests physically. Plumbum Metallicum. By the way, Super Don, do you remember Plumbum? You know what Plumbum is as far as in English? Which metal is Plumbum Metallicum? Because obviously Metallicum indicates. It's a metal.
2: uh, isn't that. uh? You got it. Oh, lead? You.
0: And the initials on the periodic table of elements is PB. Yeah, it's lead, right? Lead. You got it right. Yeah. It's useful for circulatory and neurological issues. Remember, lead lowers IQ, right? Complementing or Metallicum's condition for heart and depression. So, again, homeopathic lead, not lead, lead, homeopathic lead. Sepia, talk about that for depression. Lycopodium, I threw in here as another adjunct that might not be first thought of, but I think because of the liver focus, the intestinal focus, and the blood sugar regulation, it can relate to emotional states and addiction too. So, I look at that as an adjunct in my world, and I hope you consider all of those things if you want to dig deeper on them. Now, aura Metallicum is safe in homeopathic form. It is actually used in cancer therapies as its metallic form, but it can be you know, you could take too much gold in a metallic form, but in the homeopathic form and colloidal form, you'll be fine. It's advisable not to self-prescribe for serious mental health issues or heart conditions. And if you need additional help, please consult with a health care provider of choice. As we conclude, a Metallicum here, the homeopathic hit of the day, valuable remedy, particularly effective for treat, treating deep-seated depression, despair, addiction, autoimmunity, cancer, high blood pressure, heart-related issues with a profound focus on emotional impact of these conditions, as well as sexual reproductive issues. Keep tuning in to the Robert Scott Bell Show and get more homeopathic hits. And if you feel bruised by it, take some Arnica. In the meantime, this is educational, informational. It's not to replace your doctor if you have or want one, but make sure your doctor's at least going as often as you in terms of bowel movements. Otherwise, he or she is full of you know what, and they're not going to be much help to you. Thank you for being here on the Robert Scott Bell show. We've got a little bit more to go with the bonus round coming up next if you want to stick around. Just uh, bear with us 60 seconds or if it's the podcast it's just the blink of an eye because the power to heal is still yours. I think I need some pie to break free from my depression along with more metallicum. I just saw a message. I think you might have seen this. Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center, says he's not going to join us.
2: Oh, yeah, I saw
0: Bi-weekly that. Uh, 10th Amendment Center updates. Like, what the heck did, did we say? Something to offend can't,
2: him? Can't make it. He's got something. Something he's got to do.
0: Something he's got to do, and he's not revealing what that is. See, at least Leslie had the courtesy to go, you know, I'm going to this. And you're like, okay, make oh, something I up see. so we don't yeah. feel
2: as bad. You like feel he's like he's
0: just dissing us and not showing up. I need some pie.
2: Do we need to? Are we, Are we allowed to make those kinds of demands? I don't know.
0: We're allowed to do it. Now he can reject it because he's good at nullification <laughs> and I respect him for that, but eh, he might come up with something good just cause that's Michael Bolden.
2: Anyway, uh,
0: my wife is making pie, so I will be uplifted later. And right. I thank you for that.
2: So while we were on the air here, I've had yeah. the news on over on the side as I always do just in case something happens. And apparently there was a shooting at the Kansas city chiefs, celebration parade thingamajig
0: are we not talking about travis kelsey throwing out syringes at everybody with pfizer on it
2: wrong kind of shot yeah not that For, kind of yeah, shot somebody, I don't know what's going on what yeah. is happening it uh i guess it was at the end of the parade somebody with a gun uh did something stupid and yeah there's one one person dead 10 to 15 injured
0: so actually shoot not like a shooting in the air or yeah. whatever it's actually trying to target people
2: apparently yeah okay wow
0: do they have the suspect in custody?
2: I think truth? so. I think they might. It looks like two people. Not sure. Have not been able to to listen to it. Okay. Somebody must be here.
0: The dogs are going bonkers a little <laughs> early today. What is going on? Who's visiting? I think, no, I
2: I, th- I think my daughter might be here. She's, she's been doing laundry.
0: I think yeah, your dogs were responsible for blaming the cats in those two stories today. Clearly,
2: That's right. They're upset right. with cats
0: are um your dogs if they see a cat do they freak out
2: yes they or do. another dog
0: or it doesn't matter so no, it doesn't matter these are high-strung dogs you got you know that
2: they are they i are.
0: mean because i i look at you and you're so laid back is it to balance your laid backness out or what
2: it's not like they're my children it's not like that there's like some kind of genetic connection or something but
0: well <laughs> the thing if there was i would think they'd be more laid back than they now, are
2: max you know max and Izzy, they've, they've been um they've been a part of the show for years. Yes, it's true. They're, they're uh
0: they're mascots.
2: Like 13 years old. That's uh, amazing. Max in particular will freak out. I have to keep him away from a television. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, really, because he'll see something on TV and it doesn't even have to be like a real it could be like an animated horse. Uh and he'll freak out. Wow. Yeah. You know, he, that, he's, he's one of those dogs that not, not all dogs can do this, but he can actually see TV and watch TV. Yeah, so that
0: could be funny. But it, did you ever get that on like video to show like when something pops up that he freaks? I, I don't
2: right. think I have. No,
0: that could be a, a dog video gone viral.
2: Yeah. Perhaps, maybe. Poor guy's in bad shape. Lori, says three
0: of three fifths of her dogs are laid back. The other two are spastic. Yeah. <laughs> You just got double spastic, though.
2: Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Some more than others. Holly's a crazy one. Yeah. She's the newest.
0: I remember when you adopted Holly.
2: That was uh, like. she's she's part. Uh... Is she here? Come here. Come here. Come here.
0: Come here. Let's see. I'm looking at comments here. What's this? Steve says. I don't know if this is serious yet. I'm reading it. If you take too much colloidal silver, you may turn blue, but if you take too much colloidal gold, would you develop a glowing golden tan?
2: <laughs>
0: That's, you know, no, It'd I think. be like yeah.
2: uh gold member, remember, in uh, Austin Powers?
0: Right. Yes. Let's see. Is there a response to that? Uh, I don't think so. No, I, I don't. Oh, here it is. All right. So Leslie responds, replying, uh, would copper give me a copper color then? Because I'd rather... Copper than gold. Like copper tone, right? <laughs> copper tone, that's right. Yeah. Now, the thing about gold, uh, think about from a spiritual sense, the aura or the halo, the golden ring, right? And and this is where you, what is that? Oh, that's a little thing of gold?
2: That is gold. I have these sitting on my, my desk here. That's mm-hmm. a little vial of, of gold suspended in, in, in water. Mm-hmm. And I've got a little vial. Of silver. Cool. See that. I remember you said that. Where did you get that? And I've got a little vial of copper.
0: You got the noble metals right there. I love it. Where did you yeah. get those?
2: I got those when we went on the trip to the beach. Remember that for a week?
0: Yes. And oh, yes.
2: there was a rock shop there and mm-hmm. and uh, really cool. I mean, it had some really amazing stuff in there. And there was this table and it had these little vials of gold and, and silver and copper. And I was like, you know, this would be cool. We talk about this stuff on the show all the time. I yeah. could be, I could be like a teacher, yes. you know, like a school teacher. Okay, everybody, we're talking about silver today. Here's the right. silver. Yeah. So they've, been, were, they've been sitting there all this time.
0: If you were to take like a just a tiny sliver of that gold out. Mm-hmm. And then if you had a mortar and a pestle, remember I sent that to uh, who was it that I sent it to uh, one of our patron supporters um, also a homeopath in Virginia. Who did I send that to? Mortar and pestle. Because she was, remember she was taking her supplements and hitting them with a hammer. I'm like, no, just get a mortar and pestle and grind them up in that. Um, that was Janice. Janice, I did that. I sent that yeah, to yeah, Anyway, sure. if you if you had a mortar and a pestle, you would add like lactose or sucrose lactose powder in that with it and you'd start grinding that, pe- that little sliver of gold, tiny sliver of gold through a series of processes that eventually... Uh, you're able to convert it when well, you can't even see the gold anymore into the liquid and start diluting that pr- the process of serial dilution through liquid. But that uh, is again just prescribed or written as how to do that in a pharmacopoeia that tells you how to make gold or other things into homeopathic medicines officially.
2: Not this. This in says in here way. that this is it is guaranteed that this is uh, laminated mm-hmm. twenty-two karat gold laminated whatever that means i don't know what that all means they need exactly. to laminate it i don't know i don't know either yeah but anyway okay, so
0: you probably wouldn't you wouldn't need the laminate in there but anyway Yep. all right so back to the halo right yes. the concept of uh iq and even spiritual enlightenment gold tends to be something as a as a mineral metal that opens up people to, to more deep level spiritual experiences remember the absence of it creates the depression. We talk a lot about in gold and it's, um, you know, today was aura metallicum as the homeopathic remedy. And a lot of it was depression related because when you're disconnected from your spiritual source or self, that can be depressing. So I think it's an appropriate remedy in terms of IQ, as well as consciousness connection to the divine. And this is where you get the concept of a golden halo. So just uh, throwing it out there for everybody to consider. All right. Leslie says, it's God's asphalt. That's cute. (laughs) She's funny. Scripture says the heavens are paved with gold. Mm.
2: Everything's better with gold. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. What's that? That the... uh... The streets—is that it? The streets are paved with gold. Streets
0: of heaven are paved in gold. Now, whether that's you know, I—I—I'd I, 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 be th- or-
2: for some reason. I'm thinking. You remember? It was one of the uh, one of the Back to the Future movies. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. At the end of the movie, uh, Doc Brown, yes, picks up uh, Marty and I can't remember what the girl's name is in the movie in his delorean mm-hmm. and they said something about roads and he flips his s- space age visor down and he says well we're going we don't, need, we don't roads. need roads yes and i'm thinking you know wouldn't that be the way it would be in heaven i mean why would they have roads in heaven
0: i guess um, you i mean to interpret it uh like leslie believes it's physical right and why would it be paved with gold
2: yeah no, that's like the worst thing you could pave a road with. Mm-hmm. It'd be all slippery and cold, and you know.
0: Well, everybody's going to have an interpretation of why that. Does do you do like, like
2: in Texas? The light spectrum,
0: what the gold would melt in Texas in the no, summer. no, 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 no,
2: no. I, 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 that was the one thing when I when I lived in Texas. I remember driving the first time I drove into to you know it was on the highway and mm-hmm. we made it into Texas just over yeah. the border. And the 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 freeways, mm-hmm. they don't use asphalt. Or at least the the ones that we were on. Yeah. It was concrete. And it was the most smoothest ride I've ever Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just amazing. I mean, there's no yeah. road noise, it was just nothing. I'm looking around, I'm just like, It's quiet. Wow, yeah. this is kind of cool. And then you you come up mm-hmm. on the overpasses and they're all like mm-hmm. like brick inlaid yeah. brick and mosaic and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Texas has got some money. Yeah. They're doing pretty good down there in Texas. They take care of their stuff, and it's The road's clean are a lot better it, than yeah, some places. It's good.
0: Mike asks, so is gold crown oral good to have? Yeah, gold is one of the most inert or non-reactive metals. So it's expensive, obviously. So if you can afford gold, and if you want gold in your teeth and you're not a rapper, I guess, you know, you can go with that. <laughs> uh, but I'm teasing, Mike. But yeah, gold is one of the safer forms of, of things that they can mold a tooth into. Now, the question is, what other base metal contaminants is it mixed with? I don't know. I haven't looked into that.
2: Now, but. now here is a question. You remember we watched the, you watched the Super Bowl? Yeah. And during it, what was? It? No, it was in the beginning. It was uh, Post Malone. Yes. Sang the national black anth- anthem. Or, no, 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 no. That, that was, was a that was a girl. Oh, that's right. They did play the black national Nash- or somebody sang it. Um. No, it was. Uh, was it America the Beautiful? Yes, because Reba McIntyre is the one that sang the uh, the national, national anthem. anthem. Right. Post Malone sang "America the Beautiful." Okay. Now, he didn't have gold; mm. he had some kind of silver-colored metal. Hmm. that chrome? I yeah. I that's wonder. A good question.
0: Well, I don't know the answer. Maybe to it that. was silver. Yeah. It
2: was actual silver. Yeah, I, I can't Usually. imagine it would be amalgam.
0: Well, I would hope not. I mean, I don't know Post Malone all that well, but I don't wish mercury
2: amalgams on many. He's There's the guy any, with the tattoos all over his face. All
0: over his face, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. Not that it matters, really. All right, let me look at Rumble over here. Uh, Julie, we answered her question. She says, thank you, thank you for the info, and we'll sign up. Didn't know about Patreon. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, it's we're, funny how it's there, but people don't notice it. And we don't push it much,
2: you know. Don't I mean, go
0: to our website at all. So please yeah. consider becoming a Patreon supporter of the Robert Bell Show. It goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way for us. And you know, we're we're close to launching the new website. And I, you know, I did pay a significant chunk to uh, our friend who's helping us out, and I, I think it's quite reasonable compared to what a lot of people do charge. He's been really good and I'm grateful
2: the work it's, that he's doing and that he's yeah. done it's, it's amazing it's, yeah yeah so that does help that's true and it yeah. helps us with things that we're doing you know in the future as well we mm-hmm. you know I I'm in an idea I'm an idea guy yeah but I I I don't I don't here's 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 the the thought process here my son who is no longer here he had to take off because it's Valentine's Day and his fiance he had something planned to right. do for her but you know, the idea is that he's going to come on and help, which is going to free me up on being more of the idea guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we've got things that we want to do. We do. Mm-hmm. We, we want to grow this show. We want to do more. And so it does, it it goes, like Robert said, it goes a long way, the support. And, and it's not like we're giving it, you know, we we want to give back to you in in uh, in return. And so on Patreon, that's why if you go to Patreon... You can sign up for like 49 you know the lowest rung on the on the ladder is 499 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we post stuff and there's more content that we want to put on there in yeah. return for that. So uh, all you got to do is click on the banner. It's over at robertscottbill.com and uh, that's how you can find out and then you'll be able to be a part of the AMA that we're doing on what day was 24th
0: it? Saturday 24th. 24th of February, yeah.
2: If you have never been to an AMA before, it's really cool. We all get to just you know we get to hang out. If you guys have questions, there's there's no you know no you just ask bar, questions. Just as we say? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then there are other people that will ask questions and then the people that are there at the AMA uh in the community that we have on Patreon. Yeah. They may know stuff we don't know, right?
0: Helping each and other so, out. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it's just yeah. uh it's just a really cool environment. And then we give away stuff
0: too. Oh man, do we give away stuff? Super Don, thanks to. By the way, did you ever get your care package?
2: I, I never said box. anything
0: to you. I sent a. I never heard
2: anything. Oh, yes, I did. Thank you very much. Oh, that's gratitude for you. Yes. Don- sorry, oh. I thought I said something. Oh, looky here. What is this? <laughs> it's a pie. Whoa, it's still hot.
0: It looks like blueberry sour cream pie. Is it? A blueberry sour cream pie.
2: Oh. Do you notice wow.
0: notice the spirit has been lifted. My depression is gone. I feel happy. <laughs> I'm
2: happy. What are you doing? There you I'm go. Happy Valentine's Day from Thank the Misses. I love you, you
0: before, but I, I love you. Is it possible to love you even more? Oh, my gosh. Sad, that's awesome. Thank you. Ooh, it smells so good. I can't wait. Mmm. <sighs> uh, Oh, this is so nice from Leslie. Leslie, you're so great. I feel like there are far more benefits to being a Patreon than the investment.
2: Well, that's what we, that you know, listen, that's what we try and we, do.
0: We want to, you know, make you feel like yeah. you're getting more than you're you're given. Not because anything other than I'm just so grateful that to, to be thankful, I just don't feel like I can be thankful enough. So, yes, please consider that. It's, you know, it's an amazing thing, really, to do that. <laughs> Don't tell James; he'll want me to make him pie. <laughs> but James and me are similar in that way. That's all we need. Life is simple, and pie makes it just right. And um,
2: so for me, it's soup.
0: Soup? You as soup?
2: Man, it, it, yeah. and it's it's cool because now we've gotten in this routine of every weekend, mm-hmm. my wife makes a giant pot of whatever it is I want. Wow! And so this last time it was uh, chicken and dumplings, mm-hmm. which I can't wait to go have some of. Oh, by the way, yeah. Um, I got I got my first Redmond real salt in the other day. I really? was just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the good stuff because I you know I was using the sea did salt.
0: The, did you get the Pluck box or something? Uh, I thought I
2: not, Pluck is sending us some stuff. Uh, I think sending you something. Okay. I, I just bought some. It was, I just oh, gotcha. I got some. But I got the Redmond real salt. I've never had that before. And man, that is some good stuff. I mean, it's not just salt. Yeah. It has a, a distinct flavor to it mm-hmm. that is like it's great. And yeah. so when my wife makes stuff like the the chicken and dumplings or she made the beef barley before, mm-hmm. she will purposely under season it mm-hmm. so that you can season it to your own t- taste. Okay. Right. And so I I, you, I got the the Redmond Real Salt. And I was like, you know, I'll put that on the chicken and dumplings. So like that. I, I was just like, whoa, this is really good great. I mean, it doesn't, it's not just regular old salt. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I wrong or is this just like my, no, my, my brain playing it's, tricks it's on me?
0: awesome. And oh, by the way, you know, we we're talking about upcoming events. I don't know if I mentioned the Be Healthy Utah event in April 19th and 20th. And I think they just confirmed that our good friend, we haven't had on in a while, Liana Werner-Gray is going to be one of the keynote speakers. Oh, cool. And yeah, so, I see
2: her videos all the time year, on, on yeah, Instagram. Ago, and,
0: we visited... My wife and kids visited with her and we went to the Redmond salt mines Mm -hmm. and actually got a tour and we went down like 500 feet underground and it was really cool. So, um, we might get to do that again, uh, this year, like in April before the event, which would be cool. And if so, I, maybe I can get you a a big salt block or something, but, uh, a salt
2: salt lick, salt lick. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: Well, that'd be awesome so yeah so anyway i did that amount. was an
2: experience i had the other day i was just like mm. man i'm gonna start using this on everything
0: yeah so i just got a text from bobry during the show he just got back from israel i think yesterday and i hope everybody took advantage of the extra special deal if you haven't figured out how great that product is i mean it, it, along with the cardio miracle you know my mom really it was the big thing that put her over the top again to come back her comeback. At the age of 88 to 89, now 90, and she's still dancing. Thanks. I big a large part of that is Tobobri and Folium PX. And if it can help someone at 90 get back on the dance floor at 89, 90, what can it do for you? Counteracting, ionizing radiation, heavy metals, detoxifying, you know, promoting all the things we need to do. And it's a Chernobyl-level intervention. And I don't mean that in a bad way, only in a good way. So if you guys have hit a ceiling in your healing, remember Folium PX foliumpx.com folium original folium immuno folium relax and use the code rsb10 to get a discount or call or contact or email Bobri and he'll hook you up. And I don't know if he's going to be at the events coming up. I hope so. But we do have some more events we mentioned earlier today. So thanks Bobri. Check it out. There's a whole page of things that's, you know, all the things we support support us. And that'll be made easier even with the, uh, the website update. So you'll know where we're at with things and how to how to get them for a discount and a deal. Yeah. All right. People are like a lot of soup lovers in the audience right now.
2: Oh, soup is the best. Yeah. It really is. Make a big pot Mm -hmm. and just eat on it. I mean, I'm one of those people that if it's good, I don't, whatever. I'll have it for breakfast. I'll have it for lunch. I'll have it for dinner. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. And I just, I just, it's, I don't know. There's something about it. Mm Mm-hmm. I will take a, a great bowl of soup over a hamburger or something. I just, just... Soup yeah. is comfort food, is it not? It is total comfort food.
0: But what I'm, about like... I Would you say the same thing about a, a gazpacho, a cold soup or something like that?
2: I've never had it because it okay. never sounded good to me. Right. So you have, just,
0: you have your limits is what I'm saying. I, yeah, soup.
2: I don't really try new stuff really well. Although I will say my, mm-hmm. my son for Super mm-hmm. Bowl, he yeah. made a... Uh, it was a jalapeno. They're like, you know, have you ever had jalapeno poppers before? Uh
0: not by Where name. They'll take uh,
2: a jalapeno, haul it out, hollow it out. Oh they'll, yeah. They'll I know put like cream cheese in it, wrap it in a piece of bacon, and then bake it. Yeah. Right. So he made this this different kind, and it was a jalapeno popper mm-hmm. with um brie on one side of the of the hollowed jalapeno. Yeah. And and blackberry jam. Wow! In the other half, right? And then they put it back together and wrap it in prosciutto. That's wild! And bake it. Oh my gosh! And I was like, oh, I don't know that uh, brie. That's and, good. It was pretty good.
0: I imagine so. Now I'm gonna be growing some jalapenos. We we planted over the weekend uh, some uh, various sweet peppers and spicy peppers. So we're gonna see what what you know what grows and what will transfer out into the outdoors against when it gets warm enough but uh oh by the way bolden responded to my challenge he says truth be told no one promised me a pie at my desk on friday so is that what he's saying he's now holding out for pies oh, so now now we now the know he's playing hard it, to get so he wanted know. us to figure that out that you know what i really don't like being on your show but if you send pie i'll i will show up that's what i'm gathering those are the vibes i'm getting from bolden now i just kind of conflicting it's weird i don't know what's hmm. going on Right, we need some gold or something. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the hint. Anyway, we'll see what we can arrange. Leslie, anything, anything coming up, or do I need to send him a, a slice of uh, blue blueberry, blueberry sour cream pie? I'd do it. I would do it if that would get him here on Friday. Not sure, if
2: it would still be good by the time it got there.
0: Though. Yeah, yeah. You wonder how it would survive the the shipment. Yes. What would the post office say? Is that flammable? No, it's very edible, and it might not make it simply because you'll smell it. And you want to eat it?
2: Perishable. Yeah. All right. Uh,
0: so I think we're... Yeah, we're... Leslie got the hint. So do I need to send him a pie now? Yeah. Pecan pie. Is it a pecan pie or a pecan pie? Pecan. Not pecan. Pecan.
2: pecan.
0: Well, that's why she ships the pecan pie because it survives the shipping more than others, other forms. Pecan. Truth be told, I, you know, I have this dream that one day... I'll get a Boston cream pie. Cause I have a memory of one as a kid and it's probably maybe not be even as good as I remember it, but it's one of those things that it's probably very difficult to do. It's layered and stuff. And, um, but if anybody wants to volunteer to make something called a Boston cream pie, I just have a good memory from childhood. I wouldn't mind trying on an organic, organic version. I really, I wouldn't, I would do it. I would eat it. <laughs> I probably <clears> even like it. Glad it's not Friday fast day.
2: Easy enough. Yes, it's only Wednesday.
0: (laughs) Apple and peach are Lori's favorites. I love talking pie. This is great. You haven't made one of those before, Leslie. Well, there's your challenge for the RSB family reunion. Otherwise, I may have to go to the Red Pill Expo instead. Now we're holding each other hostage for pie. Like, (laughs) baldwin said a bad example. (laughs) What have you started here? I'd show up if you had a piece of pie (laughs) pie for me. (laughs) It's getting horrible here. Oh, my gosh. All right. Trying to distract you from the any bad news out there. Now, uh Cindy, I'm sorry Cindy. Cindy's now hungry for pie as well. Well, duh. This was what's happening. Now that I have a pie coming, it's already here. I'm like, I can talk about it cuz I got it. I'm like, I'm being so mean to everybody right now. This is just my gloating. Very happy. See the smile? I can't wipe the smile off my face. This is good. So what else we got going on in uh the show, on the show this the rest of the week? How are we looking?
2: The rest of the week, let's take a look at the calendar. What have we got? So tomorrow would be Thursday, so we should have uh, Jonathan E. Mord, and then it's just you and me, an hour too. two, it looks like. Okay. And then on Friday, Danielle Baker. We've had her on before. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have
0: a subject today or that day for it?
2: I have nothing in front of me read, here. See, I remember
0: I'll, something called Baker's Green Acres. That's what jumped in my head when you said that. Okay. You remember that? No. No. Okay.
2: Danielle Baker, and then I guess no Michael Bolden, so it looks like unless something else I'm comes along.
0: holding out that he might show up based on, because he's not really giving me a reason other than that there might not be pie. <laughs> so I'm wondering <laughs> if he's really playing a game and holding out for another, something else, you know. Is there something, you had a better offer? Maybe I'll show up after all. (laughs) I'm just wondering.
2: Yeah, so that's what we got. Danielle Baker, 44 years old. So Let's let's see, the story, when we initially had her on, this goes back, she was an Ohio nurse, maybe still is, I don't know, uh, was permanently injured by the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, yes,
0: I remember Danielle now. Yeah. Yes, Yeah.
2: So we'll have her back on tomorrow and get an update from her. Or not tomorrow, Friday. So So that's what we got.
0: Leslie's sad, too. See, Michael Bolden, you usually bring such laughter and smiles and happiness. And today, what has he done? He's tried to bring us down by saying he's not going to show up on Friday. And look, even Leslie has been made sad by it. See, I'm gonna see if guilt works. I just don't think guilt oh, will work on both. I'm
2: gonna try. Okay, check this out. Wow. This this blew me away. I forgot about this. On Monday, yeah. According to what I'm looking at here, mm-hmm. we are gonna have Riley Gaines on the show. Cool. I've been wanting to interview Riley for a while. I, is this the Riley Gaines? I believe so. Yeah, she's
0: the one outspoken defender of women's athletics. Yeah. Being only dominated by women.
2: Yeah. Go, Kevin. That's going to be cool. Go, Kevin. Go,
0: Kevin. Way to go, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Nice. Oh, this is good. Leslie made it all more explicable. Bolden just wants to break hearts on Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of all the days to tell us he's not showing up on Uh, Valentine's Day. What is that? Bah humbug. I know. It's like a Dear John letter. Not even a card. Right? Yeah. Oof. Flying Saucer Pie Company. Do they do organic pies, Steve? I yeah, you know, So we're talking about pie, people are like doing searches like pie, 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 give me some pie. Mm-hmm. It's not even pie day because that's coming up 314, March 14th, pie Day. Yes. We're we're jumping the gun on pie day here on the Robert Scadbell show.
2: Only nerds celebrate that day.
0: All right. Well, I, I certainly enjoyed Ken in the first hour. He was really good out of Canada. Yes. Very clear, very thoughtful. And like I said, uh, all the discussion points are, p- are pretty applicable almost all over the world right now with what happened the governments and what they did during COVID. So appreciate that topic. He was great. Hour two went swimmingly and I had a pie show up on the air. If you missed it, uh, rewind the show or watch it again later if you're just tuning in. And we'll be back at the regular time. I'm just thinking when I'm over in Switzerland as the plan is going, Obviously, it'll be daylight savings for most of the country outside of, I think, Arizona and Hawaii. Uh, So it'll be light later in the day. But I I don't know what time I'll do this show. I mean, for all I know, it's going to be a weird, wacky time. Can you think about that yet? Or is that too much to consider when I'm in Europe doing the show from Geneva, Switzerland?
2: They have Internet in Europe. It'll be be like when you were in Curso. But I'm I'm just thinking about the
0: timing of the show. Because it's a way different time zone. What's
2: the time difference? I think it's like eight hours ahead. So what time... time hours ahead of you. Ahead? Uh, Yeah. So that means that that you'll be... Well, who's it going to affect? Is it going to affect you? Is it going to affect me? Are are you going to have to be on at the normal show time that would be here in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to (laughs) have... (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, I'm just saying plant the seed. We got to figure that thing out because it's going to be unusual
2: because
0: I'd be broadcasting like late at night.
2: Yeah. Well, we start start at noon my time. So if it's nine hours ahead, that would be 9 p.m. your time. So it'd be 9 to 11. Yeah. You can can do that. It's not that late
0: After a long day in Europe, I don't know. I might want to go out. You can do that. Have some uh, some pie, some Swiss pie or something.
2: I don't. Well, let's see. No, 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 no. See, now Uh, I'm confused. So you're nine hours ahead. So literally, it would be nine p.m. your time. Is that how that works?
0: Uh, Yeah. So it would be nine p.m. because you start at noon. noon At
2: noon your time.
0: No, noon your time. We're talking. No, no. What I'm saying is,
2: yeah, but at your if it was a reasonable hour for you, that means I would have to do it at like what three in the morning or something, or.
0: Oh yeah, if I was going to do morning or midday, it'd be the middle of the night for you. Yeah, and, I, okay. and I'm not thinking. That's not my first thought, by the way. Super D. Oh yeah, okay. I can't wait to make Super Don. Oh, it's not your first thought, but a. Is, it, it's a
2: possibility.
0: It's a last resort. Let me yeah. just call it that. If there's no other option, what is that?
2: Does my that daughter. Yeah, you know, that's she homemade homemade pizza sauce.
0: Oh, look at that. Where my daughter. Make, where, my what daughter.
2: Did she get? I don't know. She's she's uh, gotten very. You know, I'm I'm I can't say how how much, how proud I am of my, my daughter, Laura, this is Riley's uh, mom. Yeah. Uh, how she has a debt, you know, since, so, you know, they just recently got married and we had the big wedding. Yes. Um, and she's a, a mom of two and uh, eventually three from what I understand. Wow. Um, at some point. But she's really gotten into the, the mom thing. And cooking and and yeah. you know, and from scratch. So is you know, there a and, big
0: difference for her? You know her, you're she's your daughter. So yeah. There's it's a big shift that's gone on.
2: It is. Wow. It is. It's huge. That's awesome. It's huge. It's very cool. So it's it's cool watching watching the kids who really just aren't kids anymore mm-hmm. growing up and, and uh becoming parents and doing adulting. <laughs> adulting. Awesome. It's pretty cool.
0: So this is what happens when I don't do a show live one day. I just kind of want to hang out and catch up. Yep. And uh, we got some good ketchup here. Perhaps that sauce can be made into ketchup, too, that your daughter made.
2: Perhaps. I still need to make mayonnaise. I haven't done that yet. Hmm. I will do that here soon.
0: Looking forward to the, you find the nail, the uh, right remedy, or what I call the right ingredients in the mix of it, so that I can then duplicate it. I'm lazy that way.
2: Yeah. But you
0: figure it out and then tell me. I will. I will and then we'll do know. it. We'll we'll attempt to do it. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the show. Please share it. And uh, if you've got stories to tell, if you got questions to ask, submit them at robertscabell.com. <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, just text RSB to 22... Oh, no, uh, it's uh, 66866. That's it. Six six eight six six.
2: Mara Gabriel Man. says that uh, she freeze dried a bunch of peppers, including jalapenos. It's great to have in the pantry. Mm. I guess for cooking, right?
0: Yeah, if we get abundant uh, uh, peppers this year, I could free. We don't usually don't get enough to do that, but if we do, I'll freeze dry them for sure.
2: Uh, Liberation Station. That's Chris, right? Yes. Chris wants us to know that pecan is another term for bedpan. Ha. <laughs>
0: Yes, I suppose. So you might want to think be.
2: about that next time you call it a pecan.
0: Just, yeah, truly. Uh, make sure if you use pecans, make make sure they're actually pecans.
2: That's a southern thing, right? Yes, Just calling it, it a pecan? Yes, yeah. it is.
0: Okay. Oh, Leslie's heading to Home Depot with James to pick up the ingredients for pie. I hope James heard At
2: that. At Home Depot, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so mean. Honestly, Leslie, thanks for bringing five out of six of your girls yesterday. It was so great to see them. So great to see you, and uh, just just wonderful. It made my heart even happier being there at the uh, the, the Jim Baker Ministries uh, event or or show. I'll find out when it airs and we'll let you know. And uh, we're still on. I think you streaming. I don't know what channel, but if you guys want to have access to all, you know, it's it's yeah. Truly a disruptive technology to give you access to all the channels you would have to pay a ton of money to be including pay-per-view you get it it's included, and for 59.99 you're also supporting the robert scott bell show to do that and you can cut the ties with a lot of different sources and providers that you're paying for right now to get programming so q streaming it's there it's one of the banners as well so thank you for joining us hope to see you at the next event or tomorrow on the show with jonathan e morden sacred fire of liberty edition of the robert scott bell show kicking it off tomorrow three o'clock eastern noon pacific
2: i was just checking it out uh mm-hmm. we're streaming right now i just updated the shows it's streaming 24 hours a day on the, on the q streaming it's presently let me see if it has a, a channel now actually you know when you look at it on the, on the internet it doesn't give you a channel number okay that's only something that you do i guess when you're watching on the actual television
0: now, when you send it up, even if they change the channel, does it go up to the same place for for Yeah, your they page?
2: move the channel, but it they don't. It takes, uh,
0: it takes the source for you, so you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Correct.
2: Yeah. Right. So I have been uh, streaming for the first time ever. I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. It's the audio of of uh, 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 pre- most pre- like the last couple of weeks of shows. Okay. Um, and I think I've been streaming now over three hundred hours straight. Wow.
0: So what is there like a static image that's going with the audio? Yeah, it's there? a
2: static image because the uh the video just didn't look right. Oh, okay. So people can just they can they can turn it on, they can listen. On what the do you channel? mean the video
0: didn't look right? Are you talking about me?
2: It was the the video um transmission, not not the person on the video. Okay. I right, just yeah. making sure. I didn't yeah. know you don't don't have to be insecure. <laughs> okay. Are you calling me ugly? Huh? On, on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> uh, Carolyn Kenyon has a uh, super Don. This is the best mail. Uh, you know, here's a problem. I can't click on the link. Have you noticed oh, well, that? That when we do this, it's like.
0: Yes, but when I'm in the. the uh, there's a page that you can do. You can load through the browser, chat.restream.io, that I can access. And I can, in fact, click on the links, the hyperlinks. In oh, that. is that
2: what you're using? Yeah. Yeah. okay.
0: So because of that, I can see it, and I can drop it in for you right now so okay. you have it. I All got right. The link. I she will check it out. Thank you very much. Mayo. There it is. Look there at it that. is. So I've given it to you in Skype so you can open it. But, yeah, the reason why I can click on it is because I have uh, the, the browser version of the chat room that goes through Restream Open okay. as well as ours on our I'm website. I'm looking
2: at there's – you know, I, I, I've really gotten into recipes, but have you ever noticed that when you go to find a recipe online mm. yeah. that – the the headline greatest recipe for whatever whatever you're like okay cool and so you're scrolling down mm-hmm. and you're scrolling down and you're scrolling down and you're like where's the recipe you know and it's like you know they give you their their life history right. and and the you know the yeah, it's I'll, like f- 27 you, paragraphs later then you, you finally get to the recipe
0: make you earn it
2: it's um yeah it's interesting so Speech let's see we says got for we the got audio e- stream eggs hold on hold on i gotta yeah. do this eggs. Okay. Okay, so this one uses lemon juice uh, from an entire small lemon. Mm -hmm. Kosher salt, distilled vinegar. Oh, so it's lemon juice and vinegar. That's interesting. Uh, Ground mustard, which I have now. Mm -hmm. Um, An extra light olive oil. Okay. Okay. So eggs, lemon juice, kosher salt, distilled vinegar, ground mustard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Uh, Normally it's either lemon juice or vinegar. But it's a this combo one's on using this both. So, OK, okay. I, I've got everything on that list there. So I'll try I'll try that out.
0: We got another response from Bolden. He says, I just want to be loved.
2: Oh, like, What
0: do we got to do? I mean, how much love do we have to show for Michael Bolden from the show? I mean, really? Go, he go, doesn't feel loved.
2: Go pet your bird. Quit whining. <laughs> Jeez.
0: That's what I talked. Tough love from Super Don there, Michael Bolden. Hope you appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
2: You know what makes me sad? You I do. do.
0: I just want a hug. I get that. I'm there. I'm down with that. I'll give you a big hug, Michael Bolden. You and Sarah Beth. So anything else? This has been fun. I uh, Just have a good time chatting with my buddy and all y'all that are with us live. If you're listening later, we still love you. Appreciate you, too. Somebody, you know, time it out for when you can catch the show.
2: Yeah. All right. Chris what has got another say? suggestion. I don't know what. Stream copy replace, that over. Try playing the video file in the browser. Press F eleven. Uh, yeah. So here's the deal. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's uh, my because yeah, that's what I that's actually Chris. What you're suggesting there, I did. Is I did the the browser window playing mm-hmm. it, sharing the screen, but um, it was it was like grainy. It wasn't like sharp. Yeah. You know. Um, it maybe it would be more if I was playing it, but as a file, but there's no way that I can. And this is all inside baseball, so I apologize to anybody who's listening. Yeah, going, long why long are you long talking long about long this? Long but long. it's round. Um, it's with the plan that we have got. I can't play, like, I can't upload like files of a certain size or a certain length. Okay. So there's no way I could play unless I played like one show and just looped that one show, but who wants to sit there and what, you know, one show
0: show over and over for 24
2: hours. So right now this is, this is the best option until I come up with something better.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. Oh, lots of bit, you know, lots of fun in the chat room today. I have to say y'all have been busy. We love that. That's really great. Thank you for participating. Makes it, makes it fun for us too. Not that it isn't normally. I love doing the show so um,
2: i love this you know this is this is reminiscent of like uh, what happens on the ama right where mm -hmm. everybody starts jumping in they've got ideas and your suggestions and your stuff and like that we have got the coolest listeners and viewers we we do i mean everybody's just super cool and they're helpful and they care not like those other talk shows so clip yes okay mct oil too okay yeah, I'll check it out. I've got avocado oil, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use that up um, and see if I can figure out a good combo. I have a feeling that the lemon and the vinegar together may do the trick on covering up the uh, the oil flavor that I was detecting hey. before. Hey, kitty cat, cat's visiting. She
0: doesn't usually visit. How
2: oh, you doing, ebonic kitty? plague! Here it comes. What's she doing down here?
0: You hungry? I don't have any food. There's no pie down here. What's she doing? It's funny. All right, man. So let's see what else. What else? Anything else? I think we're good. We covered a lot today. A lot of ground. A lot of good stuff. Good homeopathic hit on Aura Metallicum. Oh, Bolden keeps coming back with stuff. Good Lord. He is really playing us today. I feel like we're being manipulated. Not like I would manipulate my wife into making pie on Valentine's Day. It's not the same thing, but (laughs) he says tough love in the form of pie would be awesome is that what you are you saying you're committing to Friday based on pie coming your way I, I I'm just not I feel like I'm not sure what he's trying to communicate here I gotta ask what does he mean all right you're tapping away at the keyboard is there anything else I need to know before we go
2: um I don't I don't think so I'm all out of stuff okay I have well, run i my cup no longer runneth over.
0: It doesn't. All right. Well, fill it up for tomorrow, buddy. We're going to be back with Jonathan E. Morton, hour one. And as of now, you, me, and super D all three of us, does that make sense? Yes. Sort of. Unless you have 10 people listening with you and watching at the same time, then it's, then it doesn't make sense, but otherwise look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the show, less than 22 hours from now, God willing, happy Valentine's day, everybody that if you do those sorts of things, but vitamin L love good every day of the year.
2: What did the pumpkin say? After Thanksgiving.
0: Um, Don't eat me. I have the pumpkin pox.
2: (laughs) No, it said goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.